following program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. Here's to the crazy ones. The misfits. The rebels. The troublemakers. The round pegs in the square holes. The ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them. Because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day, somebody's going to have to say, enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. He's riding his horse through town to send those warning shots and bells that uh, we were going to be secure and we were going to be free. Too little, too late, too obvious. Madam, you are a clear and present danger to the safety and security of this nation. When it comes to bullshit... Big time, major league bullshit. You have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims. Religion. No contest. No contest. Reveal to us God's will that we may blindly obey. Free us from thought and responsibility. We shall read things off you. Then do them. Your words guide us. We're if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. You serious? I just, I just told you that a moment ago. Death of a man who literally changed the way we live our lives every day. Steve Jobs, the visionary founder and leader of Apple Computer, has died at the age of 56. A giant in business, technology, and entertainment. Steve Jobs had been battling pancreatic cancer for eight years. His place in history was assured when he helped invent the personal computer, but that was only the beginning. Here is ABC's Bill Weir. Before he put a virtual world at her fingertips. And we call it the iPad. Before he turned household tools into objects of desire. Today, Apple is going to reinvent the phone. Before he changed the way we are entertained. And you can watch it on your iPod. A 20-year-old Steve Jobs launched a revolution from his parents' garage. With buddy Steve Wozniak, they set out to move the power of the computer from the laboratory to your lap. The penalty for failure uh, for going and trying to start a company in this valley is non-existent. And his brimming confidence was validated when they launched the Macintosh. We worked hard, and in 10 years, Apple had grown from just the two of us in a garage into a $2 billion company with over 4,000 employees. But the 80s brought a power struggle with Apple's board, and Jobs was soon fired from the company he founded. And so at 30, I was out, and very publicly out. 
What had been the focus of my entire adult life was gone, and it was devastating. But he did not wallow, and in his 30s, he met his wife, started another computer company called Next, and took over Pixar, changing animation forever. My name is Woody, and this is Andy's room. In 96, Apple bought Next, and soon Jobs was back in charge, leading a digital renaissance. After his return, Apple stock soared more than 7,000%, turning that garage startup into one of the most valuable companies in history. And in a valley of geniuses, his myth grew into Thomas Edison meets Willy Wonka proportions, building anticipation for invention shrouded in secrecy. Are you using that currently as your phone? I haven't been able to because I can't take it out in public. While keeping his life fiercely under wraps, not even his board knew of his pancreatic cancer. I just wanted to mention this. (laughs) And he didn't reveal he'd had a liver transplant until after the procedure. I now have the liver of a mid-twenties person who died in a car crash. Through life, while his body grew frail, that mind, that drive, never quit. A standing ovation welcomed his surprise appearance at the spring launch of the iPad 2. But then came this letter in August. I've always said that if there ever came a day when I could no longer meet my duties, I would be the first to let you know, he wrote. Unfortunately, that day has come. Here was a man who had peered into the future, seeing how we'd work and play 20 years before we'd ever hold the proof. Everything will be portable. People want large color screens that they can put photographs on. People want motion video. And when the body began to fail, he was driven anew by the clock and that burning need to build something great. Remembering that I'll be dead soon is the most important tool I've ever encountered to help me make the big choices in life. Because almost everything, all external expectations, all pride, all fear of embarrassment or failure, these things just fall away in the face of death, leaving only what is truly important. A titan of American business. Steve Jobs was just 56 years old. He leaves behind a wife and four children. And just minutes ago, Apple's board of directors issued a statement saying, in part, Steve's brilliance, passion, and energy were the source of countless innovations that enrich and improve all of our lives. The world is immeasurably better because of Steve. We're going to have much more on the life and impact of this remarkable American, Steve Jobs, on a special edition of Nightline. And you can get the latest anytime at ABCNews.com. I'm Terry Moran in New York. Well, welcome to the show. Yeah, that says it. Got a little choked up a couple of times there. Yeah, I kind of feel like... Nah, I don't give a shit if people make fun of me for whatever. But um like he's it's like Jim Henson died or Walt Disney. Yeah. He changed everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um and it, it it as after I heard about it, I'm I'm thinking, you know what? I can't think of another l- leader of a of, of a business mm. that um People would would I don't know give a shit. <laughs> the know? only like I mean, who before nineteen ninety nine I would say George Lucas. He's innovated as much, but differently. I I think so, but like he's 
But it's I, I think it's, it's di- different. I, I, yeah. I think I think it's different for me personally. That yeah, that's like the next mm. right. But it's I mean I, I think that's different. I mean I was thinking Lucas. Spiel, I would feel you know, Spielberg, I, I would probably but, feel the same way when Bill Gates goes. Yeah, I mean, you know? yeah, most most definitely. But I think that I think that Jobs. I don't know, man. Just just the. I, 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 there was I something know. more personal. There, there is something more personal for me about Apple. He's the just first, this... the first computer I learned on was a was a two E. Yeah, and I carried around those fourteen and a half inch floppy oh, yeah. disks. You know, and you, it's like putting a pizza in the oven. <laughs> I learned to program basic on those. So I've had I've had Apple in my life like since sixth grade. I I, I had used them before. Hmm. Um. The first one I owned was in 2002. Mm. That was the first one. I think that, that that was around the time I bought the one we started recording yeah. the show. Well, we started on yours, but then we moved to my right. um, G4. And that might have been 99, 2000, right around there. Maybe but it was, it was one of those remember. things where it's just like... A short while after that, I got, um, I got my, um, I, I got an iPod, mm. and I was just amazed at how easily it just. I mean, I loved the computer thing. It did. I mean, it sounds trite and like an ad, and I'm total fanboy and all that. Well, I like think this, stuff this just, is the right time to yeah. To, to stuff, say this. The stuff just worked, you know. Yeah. And when I'm sitting there and I I plug the iPod in, it just does its thing. I'm like. This is great because I had done a lot of stuff with um, with PCs before, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, little company I worked for. Whenever we got new computers in, it was just like, Frank, I'll set this up, get it on the network, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. So I had, I had done all that stuff and right. it was like – it was just so different. I had to set up a compact the other day to run our lighting system for yeah. inside the projection booth and it took – way longer than i expected because it wanted all these permissions and setting up these yeah. this and do you want to run this antivirus i'm like dude we're not even connecting this thing to the internet right like at all no yeah it's not gonna we, we you know we have a, a key a usb key stuck in it that's it yeah that's the only thing we're not gonna add new programs to it or anything right. but we still had to go through all of it and then it was going to sleep. I never told it to go to sleep. <laughs> oh. And when it goes to sleep, the light just freezes where it is, and it doesn't continue to go yeah. through the rotational thing to to, to spotlight right. the the parts that I programmed it to. And I could I couldn't figure out where to go to fix it. But no, my my probably Max because thing. I'm I'm used to these, yeah. and I know where to go. System preferences yeah. are, and they just it so. just works. It just they're just great. But just seeing yeah. like. The innovation and seeing um, videos of, you know, videos that are 20 years old of what he wanted to do in the future, you know. And in a way, it's it's, it's kind of like Lucas. It's just like, oh, you know what? I'm making changes because, quite frankly, I didn't have the technology to do what I wanted to do 30 right. years ago. However, you know? I mean, it's because of him that we have portable video phones. Yeah. I mean, that's the it's not a jetpack. No. But it is the future. Yeah. I never thought I would see that. 
It's it's the stuff that you can do on your phone is I think it's yeah I mean people say oh you can do stuff on an Android phone but I'm sorry the I've iPhone, never used one so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I don't want to get into the well I've seen them know, no 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 but it's one of those things where bashing. it's it's one of those things where um, you know like the the iPod was not the first MP3 player but no, it, not by it a long took shot. it and went hey you know what let's just make this just a little bit more friendly for people to use and i don't think that it was dumbed down or anything and i think that that's a big sort of um misconception about macs in general is Mm. that they're dumbed down for people and they're not dumbed down no it's made intuitive exactly i think that they're more intuitive and they're certainly powerful Mm. um so and and he's just he was just one of these guys and you could see him because i watched the keynotes and you look and it's just this guy like loves what he does. He was and also. I think he was also looking five years into the future. Yeah. Every day he yeah. lived in the future. And he, but it was one of those things. It was just like this guy is making stuff that he he loves to use. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's why you invent stuff, just, right? There's just total passioning and 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 just a total unwillingness to to waver from your vision, which. Mm. Which is which is admirable, and I yeah. think that it's it's a he's a great American business story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean that is uh, that that's the that's the quintessential. I mean, like the the report said, you know, he you know was in his garage, yeah, you know, and he built up, got knocked down, came back, and it's it's. I yeah. mean, he, he could not have left on a higher note. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Plus, so, the company's only had a few missteps. I mean, everything they've done seems to have worked. Yeah, relatively. but the, but the thing is, that they, there was what Newton. Newton was, was one of them. That Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> so there were there were things, but in the last in the last decade or so, hmm. there was just no stopping. Yeah. You know. I wish. And actually, you know what the uh, the uh, the iPod this week is ten years old. Yeah. Yeah. Ten year, ten, like, what the fuck is that? That's, like ten years. Yeah. That's weird. That's really weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, but, you know, rest in peace. Mm. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, that's all. I, and this is this is definitely going to be one of those, you know how when somebody famous passes away, it's just like, okay, we're going to have the, you know, we're going to have, we're going to be listening to stuff about this mm-hmm. person for the next three weeks or whatever. Yeah, um, this is going to be one of those few occasions when I'll be like, "Good," because I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn more about him than than I knew. Yeah, in the past. Yeah, so. and I I saw a statement from uh, from Bill Gates. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, like, that was you know, nice. You know, my friend, my competitor. Yeah. You know, I, what did he say? I couldn't have been more honored. Yeah, to have been his friend. Yeah, so and that's nice because you look at it and it's like, okay, these two guys ran the opposing companies that all of us foam at the mouth and try to kill each other over. Yeah. And these two guys got along. Yeah. So everybody needs to shut the fuck up. Well, I'm sure they argued quite a bit. You know, about well, shit. well, maybe. Too. But but it's interesting, too. It's like you can't really hate on, on, on Jobs because without him, where's your Pixar movies? Yeah. Same with Lucas, by the way. I know. So I my little lock screen. Oh, that's there. nice. That's nice. So. And actually, I got really depressed. Because like, yeah, who's who's going to be able to innovate like him? In well, that's that the company? thing. It'll be really, it's really interesting because it comes off of. I haven't watched the keynote from yesterday. 
Uh, but Tim Cook, who, I mean, obviously he must have known that, you know, Steve was on his, you know, on his deathbed. Yeah. So they say that I haven't watched the keynote, but they said that there was kind of a lackluster mm-hmm. kind of that Tim Cook was just kind of not the not Steve Jobs. You know, well, and no, Steve Jobs. It you would know, have been he, wrong to come out and try to be him. Yeah, anyway. exactly. So, but it's really interesting to see, like, okay, knowing what was going on and you know behind the scenes, mm. how much of the real Tim Cook did we see? I would say, you know, if he knew, not not much. Probably not. The next one, the the launch for the iPhone five, will be that'll be interesting. Huge. Yeah. So what did you think of the 4S? Did you see anything about it? Or I, I read I read some stuff, and it, yeah. I like the new chip. Yeah. I like that it's going to be seven times faster. Yeah. Okay, great. Mine's fast enough right yeah. now because I can't upgrade yet. So um, it's 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 like like the other one, like the 3. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an improvement. But are they bringing it on to Sprint now? Yeah. So there's an incentive for people on Sprint to switch over, right? So and they sense. made it like, like the three GS now will be free. The iPhone four is gonna yeah, there's be like, like a, what a three hundred dollar rebate. Yeah, yeah, it's like a hundred bucks now for you know for the ones the four, we have. <laughs> for the ones that I bought the one that I bought like a year ago. Yeah, but I, you know I learned a long time ago that if you sit there and like you know if you like wait, sort of kick yeah. yourself, oh now it's cheaper now it's, then you'll never buy anything because right. of course yeah, it's you, always going to be. If you be. keep waiting for the best thing, yeah, exactly, you'll buy one at the end of the product's run. Right. <laughs> so, um, and people who were bitching about. Oh, we wanted a new design. You know, fuck you. I've seen some of those bigger screen phones, some of the like the mm-hmm. Android phones, and they just feel too big. Who? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't somebody, tried anything. Somebody at the theater who has um, a bigger, who has a phone with a with a, a bigger screen. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt. It's like okay, a little bit, a little bit too big. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have um, no opinion on that one way or the other. Yeah, and and that I mean, if if they had put all these same specs into something that was redesigned a little bit, and I had seen some mock-ups that said, oh, yeah. it's going to look like kind of like the iPod Touch, a little bit thinner, kind of right, a tapered, right. a tapered teardrop, the extended type of thing, at the bottom. a little bit, yeah. And um, everybody was wrong, but um, well, yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like you know what I I love the design of the phone. It's it's a, fine. It's with beautiful. Me. It does kind of feel like I'm um uh, when I talk on it and hold it up to my ear, which I don't do a lot. I generally talk on it like in the car. I will hit the speaker button and I'll put it in the um the the space between the the roof and the um oh, visor. Really? I'll yeah. just put it right there because it's right yeah. at ear level, pretty much. <laughs> um. But I I hardly ever hold it up to my ear, and when I do, it just feels weird. Oh really? I always yeah. it's fine. I don't I don't use it a lot like that. Yeah. And all uh, uh, hanging over there, I have weights on my earbuds because I washed and dried both of them, oh, so they oh, were yeah. this little tangled nice. mess. So I'm stretching them out. Uh, they've been there for two weeks. So <laughs> I do like using that though. Yeah, I like use I like using those. So I would have liked um, the only thing that kind of gets me a little bit is that um that new software Siri Siri yeah like the assistant thing mm. that seems kind of interesting 
It does, but isn't that going to be an update in iOS no, 5? No. I read it was. See, it's I've, not. I've been reading so many conflicting no, reports. No, it, it won't be because the processor and the i4, it, it needs a faster processor to do okay. what it does. So I, it's don't, only gonna I don't be, care, honestly. It's only going to be on the 4S. I definitely don't need my phone to be like a holographic assistant from the future. <laughs> not at this point. I mean, I just, I just got a smartphone. In February. Yeah. So, like, I'm still getting used to the fact that I can sit there and do shit with it anywhere. Yeah, but the fact that, like, you could be driving in your car and have it and basically dictate an email and have it sent. That's pretty neat. That's pretty cool. But I don't need that much. I don't need everything to be that instant. Yeah. Text messages on the other hand. It'll do that, too. I would be okay with that. Will it read them back to you? Will it read it out loud when it comes in? Uh Uh-huh. That's not bad. Yeah. I will probably. And it'll read back to you just to make sure that it sort of got the voice recognition, right? Mm. But it's pretty cool. I'll probably. I'll so, probably did you see? Um, you didn't see the video for it? No, I haven't. You know, during the break, we should try to check out one of the, like, right. the video for that Siri Assistant thing because it's pretty mm. cool. I, I'll probably upgrade to the 5 because it's probably when I'll, I'll be yeah. able to. And then I'll do My that. My wife is eligible for an upgrade. Mm. So Does that mean you are? In a way. Which means that, yeah, we could upgrade her phone and then just move that phone, like swap out right. the SIM card, swap the numbers around. Oh, yours so. has a SIM card in it? Yeah. Oh, where's it go? On the side. Oh. I'll show you. Mine doesn't. So. Just, um, no, don't bother taking the new case that's off not of a big it. Deal. That's fine. Um, but it's... um. It's one of those things where, you know, it's. It, I, I was kind of joking with Julie. I'm just like, you know, they didn't change the design of the phone. <laughs> I could, I could sell this, my yeah. current iPhone, on like eBay. eBay. I've already looked for like mm. three hundred bucks. Yeah, which is crazy. Which is three hundred bucks, right? Yeah. And turn around, buy the new phone, right? Like use her upgrade, swap yeah. out the numbers. Never know. She would never know. Yeah. Probably what I'm going to do. Well, now somebody will tell her. Nobody will tell her. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, um, yeah, but iOS 5 comes out on um, the 12th. The 12th, yeah, next Wednesday. Yeah, I actually know that because I, I read what it's going to do, and I'm like, oh, I like that stuff. Yeah, it's got a lot of really cool shit. I'm looking, I'm looking forward. I'm very that. interested in the cloud now that I have a firm description of what it's going to do. Yeah. Um, and that it's free for the amount that I'll probably use. Yeah. So that's cool. So, like, let me make sure I got this right. I could be at work, mm-hmm. take a picture, mm-hmm. and it would be here on my computer. Yes. And if Ellen's home, she can see it immediately on her iPod. Yes. If it's all with the same, I believe it's, a, is, is it all the same um, Apple ID? I have no idea. Oh, no, hers might be different. Yeah, does she have like a different side of the computer? Here? Oh no, no. This oh, okay. is it's there's one nobody logs in on this. Oh, okay. It's just then, that's it. Yeah, then it'll go. That's awesome. It'll, yeah. That actually is and wireless syncing. That's I know we, cool. we had talked about that before. That's that it, very cool. That it, it may happen, but now that it is, yeah. it's like that's that's wow. very cool. You plug it into a power source and so like at night, you you plug it in, it yeah. just doesn't have to be like hooked up to your computer. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I like, but it's um, through Wi-Fi, right? Yeah. Okay. So it can be done anywhere in the house. Yeah. Very interesting. Now, what happens if you plug it in at like uh, Starbucks or something or Panera, where there's a Wi-Fi signal? Will it try to sync with something? Um, 
It probably it wouldn't because because it would know because it's not going to sync with yeah something that doesn't. It might ask you, you know, do you want to sync with whatever? Yeah, because somebody might have a laptop that's right. not yeah, protected. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so take like, all this shit. Give me all this shit. <laughs> um, I, the the notifications are going to show up at the top instead of in the middle of the screen. Yeah, it's going to be like that's this little... such a small change, but thank. God, because I miss like so. Well, when I'm playing games, I fuck up so often. Yeah, because it'll it, and that's the thing. It won't interrupt what you're playing. If you sit there playing, it'll just be this little thing that folds down. Bloop. Yep. And then it'll if you don't do anything with it, it'll just go away. Yeah. And if you want to do something with it, I think that you can like just you tap swipe. It probably, right? I think you either tap it or swipe across like you're unlocking the screen. That's good. And that's uh, good. it'll take you to that text message or that email yeah. or whatever. But no, when it's there, that's kind of cool. And then it, it'll just yeah you know, kind of go yeah. away. And that's that's. That's the kind of small steps that I like. It's like, okay, well, we realize that this pisses off a lot of people, so let's change it. Yeah. Um, the camera, though, hands down. That's a very cool. That's about time. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I like that. That's sort I've of missed getting a the camera. bunch of pictures. Yeah, getting the camera quicker. Yeah. Um, and it'll work with the video, too. So if your yeah. camera's like on the video camera thing, it'll do that. And too. you use a, one of the buttons, <laughs> yeah, the, the volume up. I believe it's the volume up button. Yeah. Which then puts the camera lens at the bottom left. Which is, yeah, I've actually started to kind of be careful Oh, bottom about right. That. Okay. Because yeah. I, hold, I hold it, when I take a picture, I'll hold it between my middle finger and thumb, and I'll use my index finger to tap the button. Yeah. Um, I'm usually kind of like one of these. Oh, okay. And just, yeah. But you, you can, can still hold. you can still tap the button on the screen. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I'll I'll hold it like this. It oh, doesn't matter, okay. you know, because this doesn't do anything. Right. Right. You know. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So um, there's there's a bunch there's of a bunch of good stuff. stuff. I like that. You know, um, especially like like Julie and I and calendars and stuff like that. She's oh so yeah. There's a there's a thing. new so you know I put a calendar you know you can share one you can share calendars much like we do with Google calendars so I'll be able to get right. rid of Google calendar right and but again it's the same thing where um, we have we have the desktop we have a laptop right we, she right. has her iPhone I have my iPhone she has her iPad yep um, so I put in a a, a calendar change it's going to show up everywhere right right so um, that's cool. Documents, because I do a lot of that stuff. I'll I'll like work oh, on a okay. lot of documents and stuff that I'm writing. Right, and I'll be able to then just sit back at my desktop and it's there. Yeah, that's 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 great. Yeah, it's cool to sit down at my laptop. You know, and if it makes some changes and it's there. If the cloud is the last thing that Jobs came up with, I think that's perfect. Yeah, that's great. Um. There was something else that I that I found interesting with it. Oh, not that this is interesting, but Twitter's integrated into it now yeah. somehow. Um, and they've updated Safari so you can do tab browsing and stuff yeah. like that. So that's nice. Maybe yeah. I'll stop using Firefox. But the thing why I use, the reason I use Firefox on the iPhone is I can sync it with my home one. So all of my all of my uh, saved all of my bookmarks are there. You can do that with Safari too. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, you could do that with Safari. I downloaded Firefox just to see how it was, and it said, do you want to sync with your PC? Really? Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. How is Firefox on the iPhone? It's all right. Yeah. But I like what Safari's going to do, where it's going to take the jumbled, all the images on the page, and yeah. it'll just give you the text. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, you just that's, add, I think Mostly you, that's what I yeah, want. Yeah, because you can do that with Lion now. Oh, I... There's that, that button 
up there if you're at a if you're at a blog or something like that and it's got a whole bunch of other shit in the way hmm. or that's on the page you can just tap reader and it'll give you just the text oh so that's kind of cool there's gonna be a magazine stand oh yeah i like saw the, that like the bookstore that's gonna be very cool yeah you can edit photos now you know, yeah there's gonna be editing. a lot more options on it yeah so, I didn't get to read everything. Yeah, it's all there on the site. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very excited about it. I that I mean I'm not I, obviously I'm not going to wait up for it so I can update it, but I'm very interested to see how it changes it. You know, immediately after. Yeah, how how it looks. That'll be nice. Yeah, I'm uh-huh. looking forward to it. So, but back to yeah, we can do this in about five minutes. Back to people wanting way more than you and I knew was going to come well, out of you this. You know what? It just cracks me up because, like, if there was a new design and if there was all the same stuff that they got, mm-hmm. right, if it was all the same stuff and it was just in a different case, people would be perfectly fine with it. I don't understand that. With a little speed bump and all that kind just of stuff. Just put a number speed bump, after a new it? camera. You yeah, know, exactly. I give them a lot of credit for not putting a new number after it. Yeah, I they could you know have, but it's this and and I'll tell you, you know what? With the same design, yeah. okay? Fine. You know what? They can satisfy demand a lot quicker yes. because their whole supply chain doesn't need to change all that much because right. it's just the guts that are different. Yeah. And and, and like yeah. I, I mean like, you know what? I don't think you need to change the design every year. No. You know, these people who like, I don't who the fuck are these people who change their phone every year? I, I see these people on the right. blogs. Oh, that's it. I'm going to Android. Well, what the fuck? A year ago, you you, yeah. you got this. Like, are you, like, I don't, are I don't you, get it. I you, had I had my Motorola Razor oh my for, God. Like, for like five years. And then it oh. broke. <laughs> and then I took my wife's and I used hers for another like year or two. And I just beat the shit out of phones, and then I'm like, I got to the museum, and they're like, hey, we, you know, since you're on call, I'm like, okay, Verizon, my, give me till February. <laughs> my first iPhone was given to me by the guy who yeah. runs Mystery Cafe, yeah. yeah. His had his daughter dropped it. It was the one with the aluminum back, the very first one. Oh, alum- Remember his oh, daughter yeah. dropped it, and there was this big crack that went up the yeah. screen, but it still worked fine. It didn't fine. affect it, yeah. No, and he's just like, do you want it? I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> and... um I don't yeah. even. I don't even think I was. An, yeah, I was an AT and T customer, but I was li- really worried about all the data stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of yeah. had to manipulate some things to make that happen. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so and then I got people are fickle. Yeah, is is basically. It is, I, I think mean, it's what just we're like at. I mean, you want this? The, I mean, you want it to blow you? Like what the fuck? I don't know. It's, I, it's... I saw some article and I honestly, I didn't pull that much stuff for today. I have one, two, three, four. Oh, that one's blank. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight things yeah. for this week. One of them was like, oh, people are actually awaiting the next Jesus phone. I'm like, oh, fuck you guys. Yeah, I, I think that... <sighs> You you know what it is though people like how how many people are like standing around really excited about the next Android phone how many people are standing around waiting for the next anything you know what I mean it when is? you really you know think it about it like that's pretty fucking amazing that Apple has such a I'm not even going to say loyal fan base but they cuz you've got people who are just not even like the rabid I'm not even I don't even consider myself a rabid in fan this boy. room you okay. are oh I totally am. yeah you out know? of the two of us, but you know what? I won't buy anything different. I won't, but but it's not because I have. I mean, if there's something I don't like, 
uh, something I don't like. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you, there hasn't been a lot I I haven't liked. I thought a couple of the the iterations of the iPod were kind of missteps, like the iPod Nano right now, yeah, Square that you can wear as a watch. I like that, you know, but like I don't like I would a, I wouldn't wear it as a watch. How much do they cost? I don't know, like a hundred bucks, eighty bucks or something like okay, that. Good. I don't need a hundred dollars swatch watch, right? You know, <laughs> of course I would buy one. Oh, of those. fuck, I miss my swatches. Anyway, <laughs> all um, seven of them, dude. I at I was once. come on, man. I grew up in the eighties. I wore two. Yep, yep. Um, and those watches had fucking hands on them. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> but it's. Um, you can't find them on eBay. Huh? Oh, they're eBay. killing off the um the the classic iPod too. This one? Yeah, they're click. They're killing the click wheel. Really? Yeah, it's gonna go the iPod, like the Nano, the iPod Touch, and um, I don't I don't like the... I don't like the touch for an iPod. Well, you know what it is, but because I like that. But I the, like but my... the thing is, with the iPod Touch is really like. They they position that to go after like the DS crowd, okay, but the storage isn't where I need it to be. I need to carry sixty gig worth of shit with me all the time. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. I, I, I movies. And well, here's TV the thing. Though. Here's the thing. Like There's that. like if you if you really think about it, what they're doing with the music yeah. in, in in the cloud. Yeah. Okay, it won't be long before you start to see the similar stuff with. With movies, so whatever you have, that's true, can be in the cloud. And you want something, and it's not on your phone. You can go. You know what? I'd like to put it on my phone, please. Yeah. So you keep you keep a certain amount of stuff, and then it's you know it's mm-hmm. like it's like going to the ATM and getting some of your money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really, it's just yeah. like oh, you know what? I have the Incredibles, but I have it. Oh, it's on, oh, it's on. No, it's fine. Speaking of money. Yeah. Let's just switch to this for a quick second and then money. we'll and then we'll go to, well, yeah. fuck. I don't have my knife either, so well, it's not going to help. Would not help to mug me. Bank of America. What about them? You see what Bank of America is going to do now? Oh god, what? They're going to charge people to use their debit card. Really? $5 a month. It's charged immediately the first time in a month you make a purchase with the debit card. $5 to spend your own fucking money. Fuck you, Bank of America. Fuck you in your neck. Wow, that's that's shit. Use it to use it like with the Mastercard symbol and stuff like that. Because I know that there's like yeah. some way. So because if you use it as a debit card, like if you know how they oh, say no. you know debit if or you credit, use it. It just if you use it, except to take money out of the ATM. Oh fuck them! Yeah, I will leave any bank that does that. Fuck them. Do you have them now? Are they your no, bank? no. I'm at... My bank just got bought. I'm at TD Bank. My bank just got bought. Yeah? Yeah, I was Danvers Bank. And, oh, uh, right. It's, now um, they're like People's not, United. People's United, because I drove by... We have the by, Communist Bank now. Well, I drove by <laughs> um, what used to be a Texas Roadhouse on Route 1. Yeah. And, and now it's a Danvers Bank, and I'm driving, and I'm sitting there in traffic, and I, uh, so I'm not driving. And I look over... Over and by I, that Home Depot, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, I miss the Texas. Oh, People's United. That's a bad choice of names. That reminds me too much of Citizens United. And fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's actually funny because I, I went into one of the branches and I was just like, uh, and you start to see because like, there's like more People's United stuff and less uh, Denver's yes. Bank stuff. I'm like, 
so a couple sickles, a couple yeah, hammers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I said, how's, um, how's, the, how's the transition going, comrade? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she just looked at me. She goes, she goes, shut up. If I laugh, I'll get fired. Oh. oh that's and it was, it was really, really, really funny. It was really funny. I'm not going to say what branch it was. Um, but it was it was really fun. That's good. That's but good. Um, so yeah, we started to get like the new ATM cards and stuff yeah. like that in the mail and all that. So hmm. People's United. It sounds so communist, or or it sounds sixties radical. Yeah, doesn't it? It's yeah, one or the other. And it's the People's United. Is, <laughs> is it People's United or People's Union? Or maybe it's Manchester United. I don't know. I know, huh? That's a football team, right? <laughs> Ah, yeah. $5 a month. Fuck them. I went into a Bank of America. I got paid once from one of the people that pay me to do stuff. I remember this, yeah. And I had to, like, they wanted a fucking fingerprint. I'm like, fuck you. How about I slap my dick on that paper? Exactly. Oh, man. Like, really? (laughs) Like, that's fucked up. They're fucking their own customers. Yeah. That's Is there, like, a minimum? Like a... Yeah, zero. Oh, sorry. Zero no, I'm just saying, like, if you, if you use your bank, like, if you use your card over a certain amount, then that charge goes away, no, or... No, no. See, here's, here's another but thing like, I don't understand. like, what's the rationale? That, I mean, those cards are supposed greed. to make life greed. more fucking it's, convenient. It's all about greed. We want more fucking money. Oh, you're going to regulate us? Here's a loophole. Fuck you guys. That's pretty much how Fuck I them. see it. I don't. That's I, craziness. I, I, for, I forget the other thing I was going to say. See now, you know what the, the 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 fucking founder of that company could die. Nobody would give a fuck. No, because we'd all go piss on wherever he was. Exactly. That's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That's really. They just don't give a shit. You know, I I could go into my bank and say, "Hey, could you fax this for me?" Hmm. And they'd fax it. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. I mean, yeah. that stuff matters. I'll tell you, you know what? In the branch that I that I typically go to, mm. all right, there's this guy. He's like a manager kind of guy. And you figure he's got a million people. And I don't do a, you know, I don't do a whole lot of like banking where I'm sitting down with a bank manager kind of yeah. guy. Yeah. But, you know, I see this guy every now and again, you know, and I was right. I was making a deposit the other day and, and he walks by. He's just like, how's the baby? I'm like, awesome. Thanks, man. That's how it. That's how it used to be. That's how it is. That's how it should stay. Well, you still have the small town thing going on there. No, no, no. I'm talking Danvers Bank. Not that's oh. not in my town. That's not in my town. Oh no, that's like in Danvers. Sorry if you said that. I missed it. Yeah. No. 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 It's like one of the branches in Danvers. We don't even have that bank in my town. Oh. I don't remember why we ended up going there in the first place. <laughs> I don't. Just know. to case the joint a little I bit. Think we're mad at. Bank North when they when TD Bank was Bank North across the street from us. Oh, so we were we were with them when they were they were first Mass. Then it was Mass Bank. I remember first Bank North. Yeah, Ellen had an account with them like forever. You know what? They may have been first Mass because we did use the the bank right across the street from my house. We might have had them when they were first Mass when we first got there. Yeah, we've stayed with them all the way through. To what it is now. Oh, I know what I was going to say. If there's anybody that works at a bank or that can explain this to me, I really want to know. Like 20 years ago, is that right? Eh, maybe maybe 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. 
somewhere between there. I went for a job at a bank in Ipswich, and I was going to be one of the people that goes through checks and ent- enters the numbers in, uh-huh. and made sure that that whatever bank it was, there was enough to clear the check. Right. It's all done by computers now. Probably. My bank charges $35 for a bounced check fee. Yeah. The, that money, as far as I could can can reason, used to go to pay the people that would make sure the checks are, you know, yeah. enter the numbers and all that. And then whatever else spilled out, you know, right. as, as extra. It's all done by computers. Why is it still $35? Because it can be. Yeah, that's bullshit. Uh, because here's be. the thing. I'm going to buy a song on iTunes. Yeah. But iTunes doesn't put it through till four days later. Yeah, that's weird. When I think it's already gone through. Yeah. So some shitty Cobra fucking Starship song from Snakes on a Plane is going to cost me $35.99. That's why you should never have downloaded that that shit. That's why you torrent stuff so that shit doesn't happen. Or so I've been told. Oh, no, it's true. (laughs) I'll tell you it's true. I'll tell you right now it's true. But, you know, you can call them and you can you can complain and get some of that stuff reversed. Yeah. You just can't do it very often because well, this will be the last time we do it for you. I had a check. We wrote a check to the Star Wars Insider mm-hmm. in 2001. <laughs> has, it, has it still not been cashed? It was cashed <laughs> four months ago. Really? The check was nine years old and they cashed it. What the fuck? <laughs> what have you guys been doing? And it bounced. Because at that point, we were budgeted down to the penny. Oh, yeah. And then this fucking check shows up, and we're like, what? Because we only put enough into the account to pay the bills that we have going out. Right. And Ellen went to the bank manager and said, ah, uh, this? And he said, yeah, that shouldn't have been cashed. So then when she could, she, she says, well, you have to call the, the number of the customer yeah. service thing. And they're like, oh, well, he shouldn't have told you that. And I'm like, and I, I, she told me this later. I'm like, why didn't you tell him? Well, he already did. Yeah. So since you said that, get my fucking money back. I haven't got an issue with the fucking magazine in. Wow. Fucking. Nine years. That's hilarious. That's way over the line. It's a year. After a year. We were going through paperwork looking for the title of the Green Saturn, which we never found, by the way. Uh, we found four other titles for cars we've owned, <laughs> but not the one we need. And we found a check that I got for my birthday from somebody from two years ago, and we can't fucking cash it. That sucks. Yeah. Why not? Because it's over a year old. So what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. Huh. Me being the gander. That's not cool. No, that's bullshit. All right, let's take a break. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't have any breaks made up, so. But you'll hear one after we, uh. Whatever. Will the circle be unbroken by and by, Lord, by and by? There's a better. Sky, Lord, in the sky. Will the 
enjoying this podcast, perhaps you'd be interested in GleeCast. You watch your tone, young lady. Hey, we're not forcing you to download the internet's best, or at least most booze-filled podcast about Glee. You want to be me. Who doesn't, Sue? But we know we can't be. Instead, Erica and Emily. Uh, Emily and Erica. Who am I? I just don't know anymore. I'd love to stay in chat, but I got a satellite interview. Sorry, we get off topic a lot. The point is, listen to GleeCast following every new episode of Glee. Plus, our sporadic bonus content on some of the greatest bad cinema that incorporates musical theater or sweet dance moves. I'm going to ask you to smell your armpits. The right or the left? That's the smell of failure. Failure smells like dove. Mine has a pleasant lady speed stick scent. Kind of makes me think of candy canes. Your resentment is delicious. Visit gleecast.podomatic.com or search for us in the iTunes store. That's gleecast with a K, part of the palaver.com family. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Boy, the only thing missing from this place is a couple dozen bodies limed and rotting in shallow graves under the floorboards. We're working on that. All right, I'm here with Bill Byforce and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take uh, us to church. Uh, what can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. <laughs> uh, is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, <laughs> horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. Yeah. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a, a, a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one <laughs> That is one star too many. Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, Scott. Ugh. That was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. First story, entertainment news. Um, what's the company here? Universal thinks that people will pay fifty nine ninety nine to see the movie Tower Heist at home. That is the Ben Stiller, Eddie Murphy movie, directed by Brett Ratner, I believe. No, fuck that. Universal has teamed up with partner company Comcast to bring Brett Ratner's Tower Heist to cable customers in Atlanta and Portland, Oregon. Universal... What? You don't do that with a movie like that. No, you know Not, what you, you know what do you do with that, that with? movie. You do that with like the Avengers. Yeah, I would have a bunch of people over. Exactly, and I would watch the Avengers. I would pay sixty dollars. Most definitely, and I'd charge all you fuckers too. Definitely, I'd pay. <laughs> um, 
Let's see. But for that, not for that movie, not for a throwaway comedy, which I'm sure is going to be kind of fun. It might you know? be all right. At I first, watched Beverly at, Hills Cop 2 the other day. At first, I didn't. delight. At first, I thought it was Charlie Murphy, not Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Did he, like, lose a lot of weight or something? Was Eddie he, Murphy? Yeah. Yeah, he looks fine. He looks gaunt, doesn't he? I not say that. Well, the I man's, like, 60 years old or some shit, is he? isn't he? Huh. Eddie Murphy's old. I didn't know that. If there was just some sort of internet database of movie information that i could look at. i don't know why don't you use your fucking jesus phone to find out hey hey there's no such thing as jesus phones oh sorry why don't you use your jesus but you know phone? what though you know what though if i had the other phone i could just say how old is it would have already it would, exactly oh shit there's a there's, fucking listens to me there's a there's a, a thing in futurama that is siri but it just doesn't talk to you or say really? anything yeah. Um, 1961. He is 50. Huh. Wow. You know, he's 50? He's only <laughs> seven years older than me? God damn. What the fuck am I doing with my life? But then again, he did make Norbert. So, Hey, that's Oscar-nominated Norbert or Oscar winner or whatever. That wasn't a winner, was it? I don't know. Best makeup, I think. Still won a fucking Oscar. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So there's an episode of Futurama that I am desperately trying to find while I talk. Um, I think it's the episode entitled uh, Big Ball of Garbage, but I'm not sure. You know what? Uh, we'll be right back. Okay. So I'm just going to play this from here and. See how close we are, because you just showed me the video for Siri, and it reminded me an awful lot of this. I got to tell you, before you start that up, yeah. though, um, there's a version of Siri that you can get from the App Store now. Oh. And um, and I played with it a little bit. I mean, like, there's, there's some stuff, you know, like get me a taxi and restaurant and stuff like that that okay. I have no use for. Right, right. Um, And the weather, I can look out a fucking window. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay? Sure. But it was great for reminders, because- okay. I act, I mean, you, you hit the little tap button, and it's just remind me to send an email to Julie tomorrow at nine o'clock. Huh? And bam, it was there. It's just not as as. It's definitely not as robust as what they're pushing on the iPhone 4s now. Okay. No, okay. nowhere near because there's other technology that went like shit. The Pentagon was working on, and this is so much more conversational than even some of the stuff. Which on Android, some of the stuff is pretty cool yeah. that I've seen some of the Android apps. But um, this is far more. It's just natural. Well, it's it's just, all hands free too. Yeah, it's just all. It just fucking works. Hey, you know what? You know what I was thinking. So it's going to be interesting. You know what? You know what Siri is going to do. It's going to return capitalization and punctuation to the internet. <laughs> won't it? It'll it'll format the sentence correctly. I'll tell you though, you know what? You I, won't have 14 Rs and yeah, fucking exclamation points at the end of shit. I knew a guy who um 15 years ago worked for this company that they um it was it was almost like having an assistant where you could call him and you you know you you'd call him and just like, oh, you know, hi, Derek's not at his desk right now. Would you like me to find him? And you go, yeah, please. You're like, okay, hold on a second. And it would try his cell phone. It would try oh, okay. his house phone. It would try every other phone number for him. Okay. And when it got to him, it'd be like, oh, this is, and you, you know, it's just like, like, would you want me to try and find him for you? Can I? Can you tell me your name? 
So yeah. like you'd say your name. So yeah. it'd be like, oh, you know, so and so, you know, Frank Hauser is 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 on the line. Do you want to talk to him? And Derek would go, no, fuck you, I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and it would come back. He's just like, well, you know, can I take a message? Was, yeah, take a message. Here's the message. Hmm. And it was that kind of back and forth conversation and stuff like that. Hmm. It was really really cool. So that sort of reminds me, uh, you know, I, I get reminded of that when I see this whole thing with Siri because, I mean, I, I'm in my car a lot. Mm. And so it's just to be able to, you know, send an email or send a text or something like that. The text it's, will be handy. That actually, honestly, and I'm not, I hope that you tell me if this is hyperbolic, that could save lives. Yeah, most definitely. Just saying. Yeah, most definitely because I text and drive. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Or I'll hand my phone to my daughter and I'll say, here, send this text. Yeah, yeah. I do that with my wife, too. And I'm like, don't make the letter U for the word you. I don't do yeah, that. Yeah, oh, I told her that, They'll too. know it's not from me. All right, so. All right, let me see where we are. Set this up again? This is what, this is what Siri reminded me. I don't know why my oh, brother okay. after, after so this, much. I'm just going to mute oh, it until brother. we get to this point. Um, but this is also from, what season is this? This is from season three, so okay. we're talking 2002. Okay, and it's just a throwaway line in the in the episode, uh, but it's not a, a big piece of garbage. This is uh, Luck of the Fryrish. It's uh, okay. season three, episode four. Um, but yeah, this, this before it comes because I, I haven't muted. Um, the Siri thing looks fascinating. Yeah. Absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting. It is really interesting. I wonder, I, I want to know what the last thing he came up with was. I don't what know. What was the last idea? Because Siri seems like the kind of thing that's been used uh, in, in use or, or in production for a long time. Oh, here yeah. we go. The record vault and the clover was go. gone? Yep. Nothing in there, Just but all the best music of the 1980s in one amazing collection. Survivor, Pat Benatar, the Scorpions, the list goes on. That clover helped my ratfink brother steal my dream of going into space. Now I'll never get there. You went there this morning for donuts. First person on <laughs> Mars. Oh, so your brother was Dot Philip J. Fry. <laughs> I'm Philip J. Fry. He stole my name after I got frozen. Shut up, friends. My internet browser heard us saying the word fry, and it found a movie about Philip J. Fry for us. It also opened my calendar to Friday and ordered me some French fries. There you go. That's how Siri could go wrong. And actually, if you look at that, the uh, the interface on that computer he had was very... It was OS it was, 9. It was OS 9. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. yeah, that you was... You would like that show. You really I, would. I mean, I've watched it. I like it. Yeah. Sometimes it gets a little bit out there for me. True, just, true. That one is... I like that it. One's, that one's kind of touching. Yeah, every time I I've like seen it, I, I like it. Yeah, so. there's a lot of nerd jokes in there for you. So, Tower Heist for 60 bucks? Fuck no. No. All right. But Next. I mean, but that goes that that goes back to, like, you know, different um, different distribution modes. Like, like Red State has hasn't even been like theatrically released and he's already made his money back true you know true. it's been on video on demand uh you can yeah. already buy the dvd and the blu-ray you can oh, i thought the dvd wasn't it. out until end of the no, month no it's out now oh oh i'm pretty sure it's out now okay or i've been hearing commercials for it when i um listen to his podcast ah uh, okay okay um so. I got. I have two religion stories. 
This one looks fucked up. Do they show it? No. Oh, no they don't. We're going to start with this one. This one I meant to bring up last Oh, this week. one is bullshit. I heard about this. Yeah, I had, I had a couple people, uh, actually more than a couple people, send me links to this. Uh, criminals can choose between jail and church and the overwhelming response to one man. What's that? No, we're not going to read that part. Know. Message in a bottle? No. Guess what state it's in? Alabama. Alabama. So... That can't be right. Well, let's play the video. Oh, video is no longer available. Look, sad robot face. Oh, because it should start off hey with... Hey, everyone. I'm Adriana Diaz, and trending Whoa, now... Whoa, no. If you're not the story speak. that we're doing, you're not talking. Sorry, what? Oh, um, also, I saw a thing that said uh, Apple founder Steve Jobs uh, dies at age 59 dash Yahoo. Because that's where it came from, Yahoo. Oh, fuck. With the exclamation point. I'm like, yeah. that's that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, let me you read know, this. You know what, though? Just, huh. Can you leave that up for when we go to a break? Because I want to see that video. Because I just want to. On what? I want to see what she's going to talk about. Oh, fuck it. Why don't we just see what she's going to talk about? Okay. The accurate prediction about the iPhone almost a quarter century ago and the web's wildest iPhone rumor. Oh, we just Watch can't get this. away from this thing. I know. You've seen this? I've seen this video that she's talking about. Okay. The web is on fire about Apple's new iPhone 4S, and one of the most talked about features is Siri, a language-based voice assistant that detects natural speech and can practically converse with you. Is it going to be chilly? And that's what you showed me. Right. Not too cold. Maybe down to 61 degrees in San Francisco. But is it possible that Apple predicted Siri a quarter century ago? Well, in 1987, Apple released a concept video for I've the Knowledge Navigator. It was their prediction hmm. of a voice-based personal assistant combined Is with a touchscreen computer. It looks like all the new articles I haven't read yet. Your friend Jill Gilbert has published an article about deforestation in the Amazon. The professor's calendar says it's September 16th, and he asks the assistant for a research paper from five years ago. He published in the Journal of Earth Science of July 20 of 2006. <laughs> Yes, that's it. The paper that's pulled up is from 2006, and that makes it September 2011 in the video. That's just one month off Apple's real awesome. release of Siri, that's a good. nearly identical product. Pretty spot on, and social media thinks so too, calling the prediction amazing and too cool. But not all of the predictions for the iPhone were so accurate. In fact, most were downright wrong. Release of yeah. the iPhone 5 didn't happen. That Sprint would be getting an exclusive deal on the iPhone 5. Well, they just got the iPhone 4S as a non-exclusive. And that Apple will be launching a Facebook iPad app? Nope. And because of anonymous tips, mock-ups, and leaked Chinese phone cases, websites rumored the new iPhone would have a tapered design in addition to being thinner and lighter. But it's actually the same design as the iPhone 4 and even a tiny bit heavier. Rumors were also yeah. swirling about multiple models of iPhones and even a bigger 4-inch screen, <laughs> but both of those were wrong as well. So let us know. Were you disappointed with the release of the iPhone 4S instead of the iPhone 5? And are you going to get one? Tell us on Facebook, and we'll see you here tomorrow. All right, let's try to get away from Apple now. I know. If we can. What? Oh, come on. It just keeps playing. On the, go? the great what outdoors in Mississippi. Our seafood in Louisiana. Oh, it's in an Florida. Alabama. All right. All right. There so we go. I muted that. Let's talk about this um, fucked up religion story. Oh, my God. Okay. I can't listen to this in my headphones, even though it's muted, so I'm just going to reload the page. Okay. All right. Steve Jobs was a Buddhist. Do you know that? Was he? Yeah. Yeah. 
Criminals in a small Alabama town now have the choice between the House of Corrections and the House of God. I'd go to jail and find a fucking lawyer. <laughs> it's part of another lawyer, I guess. <laughs> yeah, a better one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's part of Operation Restore Our Community in Bayman. And it is unconstitutional. Religion, I mean, my stance on religion notwithstanding, mm. it's unconstitutional. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Starting today, which was Tuesday, September 27th, um, the town will offer nonviolent first offenders a get-out-of-jail card if they go to church every Sunday for a year. I would say I, I would love to, but it's against my religion. <laughs> and then just watch the scanner's heads just explode at that point. Uh, prisoners in the program will also have to write about each service. <laughs> well, I liked what he had to say, but I thought the altar was a little tacky. Really, that uh, much golden marble? Um, but really, Debbie, pastel. I know, I know where I'm stealing from next time. Oh my god! Prisoners in the pro- according to Baymanet's police chief Mike Rowland, the hope is that prisoners will turn into productive citizens. That's in quotes, so I don't think it's actual productive citizens. It's just whatever in quotes means. But th- no, it's just because it's quoted from him. Uh, but does this cross the line between church and state? Yes. The police claim it doesn't. Of course it fucking does. Because the prisoners can choose whether they want to participate and, if so, where to worship. But the American Civil Liberties Union thinks otherwise. It calls the operation bullshit. (laughs) Blatantly unconstitutional. And for the most part, social media agree. Some are wondering how this could be legal. Um, It's not. Addicting Info, which is adinfo.org. Uh, on Twitter says it's a breathtaking assault on the First Amendment. But there are supporters on Facebook. Lisa Hillsland called it a great way to save taxpayer money. What do you think? Well, so is taking people out back of the courthouse and shooting them with one bullet. That saves a lot of money, doesn't it? <sighs> what do you think of the program? Tell us on Facebook and Twitter. Um no, oh, and then it goes on to the message in the bottle story, which really I don't. That is that so fucking dumb. You can't do that. It's unconstitutional, and it's just not going to fucking happen. Yeah, because then this happens, <laughs> which is Aldo. Look at her face; is so funny looking. <laughs> Aldo Bianchini, Bianchini, Varegio man rips his own eyeballs out during church service. That's fucking awesome. And then the most disturbing part of the entire article says video. <laughs> so let's see let's see that if this is in Italian great. or not. So it's, Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Oh well that's alright. I still have it muted, so that doesn't matter. It says Italian man gouges eyes out during mass will play after the ad. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Crazy shit after this commercial. <laughs> Just hang in there, folks. It's coming. It's gonna be fucking crazy. It's probably gonna be really boring though, isn't it? Uh and That's then I'll like then I'll gonna, read the article. It's not like they're gonna show us. Alright, here here it is. Oh wait, here we go. I'm Megan Murphy for the Huffington Post. An Italian church was left stunned on Sunday as a man gouged his eyes out of his head in front of the entire congregation. Gawker has more details. In 
Reggio, Italy, 46-year-old Aldo Bianchini blinded himself when during the priest sermon he suddenly stood up, ripped his eyes right out of their sockets with his bare hands, then collapsed to the floor in a pool of blood. Bianchini was taken to the hospital where doctors say he claimed he heard voices telling him to tear his eyes out. The Daily Mail quotes one of his surgeons as saying, To do something like that requires superhuman strength. We tried to operate and save his sight by reinserting the eyeballs in both sockets, but there was nothing we could do and he will now remain blind. The Sun notes another possible motivation. In the Bible, Jesus says, if your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It's better to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. The Christian Post notes, Bianchini has a history of mental illness. You think? Bianchini has refused doctors' orders to take the pills to treat his schizophrenia. <laughs> one of the main symptoms of the mental disorder schizophrenia is an inability to tell the difference between real and unreal events. Bianchini has been admitted to a local psychiatric hospital to undergo further mental examination. The Huffington Post, I'm Megan Murphy. I'm sorry. You know what, though? I swear to God, that has to be on the onion. That is fucking... You know what, though? I, I think we should just turn a blind eye towards it. Oh, my whole fucking shit. That is so... <laughs> if there is anything that proves our point more... But you know what's great about it, okay? They, they well, first, of all, first of all, let's, let's get this out of the way. It's fucking disgusting and tragic. Totally. Now what was funny? What was funny about it is that Jesus only said, take out your right eye, motherfucker. Yeah. What does he think is going to be twice as not prone to doing bad stuff? Well, maybe, maybe initially oh he took God. out his stage right eye and then ah. he realized, oh, shit, oh, I got to get the other one now. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. Do she deserve it? There's more here. Oh. What what do people say about it? Oh, we'll get to that in a second. Hold on, let me my eyes. All... He was quoted as saying, I'd rather be in jail in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see. Um he used his bare hands to tear out his eyeballs just as reverend. How does that take superhuman strength? It I've takes I've superhuman seen, insanity. I've seen Kill Bill Volume Two. Oh yeah, it's just a quick. You just got to be quick, man. It's just <laughs> snatch the pebble from my eye. Yeah, grasshopper. Um, the man at the back of the nave started tearing at his face, and I realized he was gouging out his eyes. Um, this is <laughs> who is this Reverend Tanginelli? Um, then he went on to speak about something else. Tanginelli told the paper, "I called for assistance, and the paramedics were quickly at the scene." And he was taken away, and then I carried on celebrating Mass. But a lot of people had left because they were so shocked by what they had seen. Really? I mean... Come on, come on, the show must go on, folks. Let's exactly, go. we got we got blood and body to eat and come drink on. here. Come on, the Why? Trans, we can the, make a soup. Transubstantiation has to happen or whatever it is. I mean, technically, carrying whatever. I'm not going to oh, get it. Oh man, that is fucking awesome. Here's a Dr. Barbacci. <laughs> he was in a great deal of agony, and he was covered in blood. You know why he was in a great deal of agony? Because he ripped his fucking eyes out. He said that he had used his bare hands to gouge out his eyeballs after hearing voices tell him to do so. He didn't use a melon baller? Oh, man. Here's here's the thing. Did uh, I've told you what's in, in the beginning of, of Penn's book, um, his new book, God Know. 
Have I have I told you that? No. He says, um, he said, oh, fuck, what was it? I was kind of hoping I had the book right there, but I don't. Um, if God told you to kill your children, would you do it? That's that's like his okay. first question. Um, if the answer is no, then in my book, you're an atheist, which makes sense. If you're not going to listen to the word of God, you can't believe he's all powerful. Mm. If the answer is yes, get help. Yeah. There's your perfect example. Oh, that's He funny. listened. Well, we don't know for a fact whether or not the voices in his head was God or Jesus or the Holy Ghost or Mary or um, Django Fett telling him to rip his eyes out of no, his head. You know, what's he's like, I'm in something in my eye. My eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach you cataracts. <laughs> I only have eyes for you. Oh, man, that uh, is not how you woo a girl. You're supposed to cut your ear off. Seriously. <laughs> I got my eye on you. <laughs> oh, boy. Stop touching me with your eye. <laughs> All right, I think we should do a break and we'll come oh, back. Oh, fuck, that's hilarious. All right, we'll be right back. May it be an evening star shines down upon you. May it be when darkness falls, your heart will be expect when you download and listen to an episode of the Inside Outcast? Pretty much anything. Okay, what I think when I first hear of Pitchfork is the painting American Gothic by Grant Wood. So yeah, truthiness. It has the appearance of being true without any fact behind it, <laughs> you know? You know, there are some techniques we might be able to use to help you feng shui-wise. Well, to... I'm, I'll am i try anything. Mm, yes. A mountain made out of mashed potatoes. In Jeet Kune Do, Bruce removed all the traditional posturing from his Wing Chun and incorporated the freestyle boxing that he knew and throws from Jiu-Jitsu, kicks from Taekwondo, and concepts from Tai Chi Chuan. It becomes even more evident in Aliens when they first find the last survivor and her chest burster comes out right then. Mm -hmm. And when they torch it and it falls over, it's just like a penis deflating. (laughs) (laughs) The Inside Outcast is a couple of goths discussing everything under the moon. We cover so many different topics that iTunes has no idea how to categorize us. Find us on iTunes or through geekplanetonline.com. Like us on Facebook. And follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Inside Outcast, the Inside Outcast, where geek meets goth. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer, Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. 
By the time I pushed him, in front of a moving car on the set of the getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word, in the iTunes store. not go the way i thought it was going i'm sorry i'm still in the eye thing uh, oh uh, fucking idiot aaron burnett aaron burnett works for cnn okay um she's also engaged to dave rubalata i think is how you say who is aaron burnett well she's a reporter mm-hmm. on cnn and her fiance is um He's a, what is he, a managing director? Can I tell you something, though? Huh? All right, the whole Occupy Wall Street thing. Yeah. It shouldn't be occupying Wall Street. Why? Why? Because it's kind of one of those things like, look, you know what? We're going to keep doing this shit until someone tells us we can't do this shit anymore. Okay? Yeah. So they should be occupying Congress. That's where they should be occupied. Okay. What, what about okay. what about both? Would you would you be okay with? I'd both? be okay with both. But okay. you know, let's go to the fucking source. These people aren't. I mean, sure, they're greedy. You know, yeah. as far as I know, greed is not illegal. It's douchey, it's, but it's I not think illegal. It's, I think it's how you make the money. Okay, but, whether that makes it illegal or or legal or moral or immoral. Except, but you know what though? That's all. There are no. You could argue morality, you know. Right, right. You know what's right for one person is not right for another. Right. You know, I almost started saying the theme song to different strokes. But my I, point. I was wondering if you were going to work into eye for an eye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God nobody told him to turn the other cheek. Oh, he'd have ripped his own ass open. <laughs> and no one in Italy would say, "I'll tear that ass up anymore." <laughs> An eye for an eye. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let me let me play this. 
Let me play this. So this reporter's husband, uh, fiance, Mm -hmm. is a managing director in high-yield sales at Citibank. Okay. She worked for Citibank prior to joining CNBC. Okay. And she worked as a vice president of Citigroup. Okay. So she's the suit. She's going to talk about... Wall Street, but the, this is from the Young Turks, so okay. they're gonna they're gonna debunk the stuff as we go along. Okay, Burnett is a CNN uh, uh, anchor, uh, and she does a segment called Seriously, <laughs> and uh, she's. They went out there. They 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 went out to the streets to find out what these Wall Street protesters are really protesting. Because as they say, no one really knows. I believe Aaron Burnett. We hear her say, no one really knows what they're protesting, even though it's pretty clear what they're protesting. The banks and corporate America sort of increasing profits while the middle class vanishes and the poor gets poor. There. That's what they're protesting. I just came up with it right there. Nonetheless, it seems a little difficult for the mainstream media to come up. They know what the Tea Party stands for, but these clowns. Anyway, you'll see how they uh, are dismissed. So here's the beginning of Aaron Burnett's segment. <laughs> on uh, on CNN. And like by the way, I'm going to preface that. this by yeah. saying I actually totally like Aaron Burnett, but uh, we're using this as uh, emblematic of... Uh, of how the protests are being covered. Seriously? The Occupy Wall Street protest entered its third week today. What started as less than a dozen college students camping out in a park near the New York Stock Exchange is now hundreds of protesters, (laughs) and it's spread to other cities. But what are they protesting? Nobody seems to know. So this afternoon, we went to Wall Street to find out. And despite what you heard, here's what I saw. It's not just a bunch of dancing hippies protesting. There are all kinds of people there. Babies, teachers, cheerleaders, Uncle Samta, and that. Okay, you see what they did there? So she she does manage to say that the protesters are, there's a wide group of people, right? It's not just teenage hippies or whatever she said. But in making that point, she's like, oh, there were all kinds of people. See? Look at them. Look at the clowns. So, and again, no one really knows what they're... Yes, they do! We know exactly what they're protesting. We know precisely what they're protesting. And in fact, what they're protesting lends itself to the simplicity of television reporting. It's really easy. They're protesting the the, the benefits and the help that the corporate America and the big banks have gotten under the last 12 administrations. Uh, while we continue to not cut their taxes, they get tax break after tax break, and the middle class shrinks and the poor get poorer. That's it. It's not complicated. Say it. You can. I, I went too long. You can make that six seconds if you need to. But we know exactly what they're protesting. Well, well, Ben. Also, with her show, this is a new show. This isn't just a segment. Oh, she has a new show. It was the first. This is the debut of her new show called Out Front. Oh, and then a segment on the new show mm-hmm. is called Sorry, Slide. She's uh, she's come. She's has to come out hard. I like Aaron Burnett. Okay, it's the new show, so they're com- they're coming What's out hard. Theo Huxtable doing on this show. I've been part of it. I understand. <laughs> I don't know, I do. but nonetheless, should he be guest starring on Community? This sense, and we've seen Seriously? it from all over the place, right, Lucas? You've seen it in every, almost every media report that we get. There's sort of this diminishing of the Wall Street protesters. Yeah, absolutely. And what I love too is uh, the 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 symbolism of protesting on Wall Street seems to be totally lost. Yeah, on these right. Folks. Like right. The, yeah, that's the, what the I location think it is. was I think not. The, they didn't the just the say, symbol, "Hey, you know." Downtown, like uh, you know, Lower Manhattan. Let's just do there. Yeah, because you know, yeah, Cantor and Bain are helping you out. They're making right. it really easy for you. Not that seven hundred people have been arrested already. Uh, Jr. Let's run the uh, second Aaron Burnett clip. They were happy to take some time from their books, banjos, bongos, banjos. sports drinks, catered lunch. What's yeah, that was that? catered lunch. Designer yoga clothing. That's a Lululemon logo. Computers. 
lots of MacBooks and phones to help us get to the bottom poor. of it. They're middle class. This is unemployed yeah. software developer Dan. What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a software developer. Software developer. Yes. So currently employed or unemployed? Unemployed. Unemployed. Unemployed, we like to call it. Unemployed. It's called Occupy Wall Street. So do you know that um, taxpayers actually made money on the Wall Street bailout? Uh, I was not aware of that. They did. Absolutely. They made, not on GM, but they did on the, okay. on the Wall Street part of the bailout. Okay. Does that well, make you feel any differently? Well, I would have to do more research about it, but... Um, if I were right, it might. Oh, sure. Seriously? That's all it would take to put an end to the unrest. <laughs> Man, we're not. First of all, I like that, though. I like finding out the reminder that we made money on the Wall Street bailout. That's a fair point. That's a Except good point. GM. Good for CNN. Yeah. Good for Aaron Burnett. But this is not about that. We're not protesting the bailout. That's what the Tea Party would be protesting, to be totally honest with you. Period. End That's of the discussion. Point. This is about corporate greed and corporate power over our political system. This is about the one thing I didn't mention, which is campaign finance reform, which is a huge part of this. It's not that simple, and there's no way she doesn't know it's that simple. And the dismissiveness, of, I just love it. And she's talking to an unemployed software designer, and they're like, seriously, unemployed software designer? <laughs> We're doing a, a seriously segment. Let's see. I'd like to see the seriously segment. Uh, uh, come out about, like, I don't know, the the uh, financial reform bill. That deserves it seriously. Seriously, Chris Dodd? Seriously? <laughs> All right, so uh, let's uh, finish this up. Here's, uh, we got a couple more clips from Aaron Burnett. It's a short segment, but uh, but she managed to belittle them uh, every step of the way. <laughs> yes, the bank bailouts made money for American taxpayers right now to the tune of $10 billion, anticipated that it will be $20 billion. Those are seriously the numbers. And this was the big issue, so we solved it. In fact, the only reason we haven't made all the TARP money back is actually GM. Huh? But I don't see any protests in Detroit. She got him. It's because everybody's afraid to go to Detroit. <laughs> That's not the point. And I know you know it's not the it's point. It's fucking Mad Max territory in you Detroit. Know. It's not the point. So now that's the way that sort of that story um, uh, gets covered. Then uh, this story was from, I guess, uh, maybe last week, but not long ago. It's, a, a, it's oh, this w- from awesome. Washington, CNN story here. Um, and it reads like this. As the Congressional Super Committee works in Washington to cut America's federal debt, a panel of Tea Party activists will meet at a Denny's in Orlando to discuss the Tea Party's plan for deficit reduction. Now, that story starts funny because they're meeting at Denny's, which means they're white. Oh! And, but the story takes it incredibly seriously. It's like it's a gathering, it's like it's a gathering of the most powerful people in, in, in America. The gathering, convened by a large conservative political action group, Freedom Works, will meet September 23rd, coinciding with Florida Conservative Political Action Conference, an annual meeting of right-leaning politicians. Story goes on, three or four paragraphs, continues. Freedom Works uh, has laid out specific goals uh, for its own plan. So One day, two goals, grand slams. Apparently, you'll get taken seriously by the mainstream media. Quote, the committee's goal is to create a budget plan that balances the federal deficit within 10 years, reduces federal spending up to 18% of the GDP, reduces the national debt to no more than 66% of GDP, reduces federal... Anyway, regular, real story, the last thing, and the group sent out a statement. And we saw what happened, by the way, with the um, Occupy Wall Street protests. As soon as they got a spokesman, Who's you got a spokesman? People were talking to the spokesman, and the nature of the story has changed. It's important. Freedom Works for America aims to empower the leaderless, decentralized community of the Tea Party movement as it continues its hostile takeover of the GOP establishment, the group said in a statement announcing the new organization. Real story. Real story. <laughs> Nobody's saying. <laughs> Seriously. 
Denny's. Oh my god, that's so Denny's. You know what? We could have a meeting at an Uno's, and we would be infinitely more powerful. No, we can't. Where's the nearest Uno's? Oh, Swampscott. They're all. Oh yeah, that's right. Right now it's underwater though. Yeah. What the fuck was that the other day? I know, huh? Oh my god, just local for a second here. Yeah. Um, I can sleep through almost anything. I slept through jackhammers working on the on the street in front yeah. of my house. Um, freaking tornadoes, alien invasion. I yeah. fell asleep in the front row balcony at an Ozzy Osbourne concert <laughs> once. That's how tired I was. But um, I was woken up by this storm. This yeah, it was like fucked up. This pinwheel like intense cluster of thunderstorms. Yeah, over like. Three, four hour it was it, it was five or six inches of rain in Swampscott in two hours. Yeah. There was hail. Fucking hail. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, that was crazy. That was I was actually worried something was gonna break. And that was by the way, the second day we had the new car in the driveway. <laughs> and I swear to god I thought a fucking tree was gonna fall on it. That's Mother Nature going, Hey, Hey, you hey guys, you, you're trying to pull yeah. yourself up by your bootstraps, yeah, you just, huh? Yeah. Right, just don't forget. Exactly. I like that little green car you had. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck you, stripey bag. You know when the when the when the the quote unquote hurricane was coming? No, oh, yeah. You get that, get, uh, we parked cars in the street where there were no trees. Fuck, am I supposed to know some freak well, fucking lightning Hurricane storm Irene was, was like you know a couple months oh. late. Yeah. Oh. Winds only got up to 40 miles an hour, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's just a lot of rain. Yeah, and that, that I think, was the beginning of why I was so tired. We, we changed the bulb. I had a lot of stuff to do at work. I've been up for long hours, but I woke up at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Do you know what was great about and that? And I couldn't go back to sleep. The night before, Julie Julie drove home, yeah. right? And she comes in, and she says, oh, um, the rear tire is a little low. Is, mm. is low. She's not going to feel it. I'm like... Okay, hmm. um, but I was on my way out. I had to run into Boston. I had to get uh-huh. something. All right, so I was just like, okay. Hmm. I looked at. It, I'm like, yeah, it looks low. Fine. All right, mm-hmm. come back in the house. All right after I go to Boston, I come home. Right. So the next day, it's flat right down to the ground. Oh, of course. Okay, because now there's you know right fucking rain coming and everything. So uh, apparently, my job is to now tip this thing over and turn it into a boat. <laughs> Well, if your driveway didn't have such a slope on it, you yeah. probably could have. So my question was, um, we live across the street from the gas station, honey. Why didn't you put air in the tire? <laughs> good question. Yeah, it was a really good question. I asked that question a lot that morning. <laughs> Various stages of anger and yeah. pissed offness. Yeah. I realized something the other day that I had forgot about. When and and we've all been in the position where we have cars that barely get us to work, yeah, right, and they barely get us to a job pretty much at that point that barely pays the bills, yeah. So, when you have a shitty car or a barely acceptable car and you're at your job that barely has acceptable pay because you can't drive any further to get a better job. If that car breaks, you're fucked. You can't afford it. You can't afford anything better. You yeah. can't afford repairs on it. Which is why that we haven't sold the uh, the little red thing yet. Mm. It's, <laughs> it's a it's a terrible, <laughs> t- 
terrible, vicious cycle. I hate owning a that car. You get stu- that I you get stuck in. I hate owning a car. Yeah. I hate. I didn't buy a car until I was 27 years old. I rode my huh. fucking bike everywhere. I lived in Reading, which is about probably about 12 miles outside of Boston. Yeah. And I rode into Boston when I had to get into Boston. Right? Or I would yeah. walk down to the trains. I took the train. Right, I took right. public transportation. If it was nice out, I took my bike. Right. I hate owning a car. I love driving. I hate. I, I, I don't mind driving. I like driving. I yeah. hate owning a car. Yeah. Fucking hate. I wish they had Zipcar back when I was, you oh, know, yeah, young. Yeah. But oh. I, I hate owning a car. Hmm. Hate it. I would sell all of them right now. <laughs> I would rather gouge yeah. out my <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, I know a guy. Real quick, I don't want to. Three things. Three things here uh, that this YouTube page here reminds me of when the video is over. Chris Christie says he's not running. Yes, clearly he's not running because he's a big motherfucker. (laughs) He's not even jogging. Oh, he can't run. Actually, four things. Four that was the things. thing. He, his, his his speech had nothing yes. to do with the presidential election. He just came up, <laughs> huffing and puffing, just going, "I, I, I can't run." Yeah. I can't. And then people just ran off with it. And he's just right, like, "But right. I really want to be president." Yeah. yeah. But no one heard that because he had a, you know, Denny's in his. Well, mouth. let me let me ask you this question. <laughs> <laughs> and like every other Republican, <laughs> was was some guy he met at the airport. Oh, poor Denny. Um. Do you think if he was to run that his health is is a legitimate concern for people? About his health. Well, I mean, look at him. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's. Do, do you think like his his heart or cholesterol level? The fact that he could stay alive the hearts like they gave it to Dick Cheney. Oh my God! Yeah. Are you kidding me? He's right? more machine now than fucking, man. I, <laughs> fucking Romney's the front runner for the Republicans. Do you notice now? how Perry came in, fucked shit up nine ways to Sunday, and everybody's like, "Oh fuck this guy." Within a week, that was my second point. Yeah, Rick Perry fucked it up bad. Wait, what did he do? Oh, he he, he says, oh, it's a good thing that we vaccinated the girls against HPV. Oh, and Michelle Bachman's crazy radar went off, and oh, she's... he just Perry can't debate. He starts getting like weird. I just saw some poll the other day that had Romney like Romney is on top. He he will yeah. remain on top of the the yeah, GOP. Because Palin's not going to run. I got that 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 was my that was my other point. Well, and then this other one after. Uh, I'm standing there at work because we we had an event tonight. Well, my boss had an event, so I kind of hung around a little bit because I'm going to have to learn his job at some point. So yeah. I was I was seeing what was going on and asking some questions. And I pull out my phone and it says. Sarah Palin isn't running for president. And in the middle of this event with all these people, I'm not going to mention who or what, I almost out loud went, yeah, no fucking shit. (laughs) Of course, I'm pretty sure at the event that I was at, if I said that out loud, people looked at me, I'd be like, "Ah, Palin said she's not running, right? I mean, come on. Shortly after that. That's when I got the news that Steve Jobs died. So (laughs) Steve just went. Yeah. I can go now. <laughs> My mission is complete. I can go now. Everything will be a little bit. I I'm out. Yeah. He has now Obi Wan'd himself. Exactly. <laughs> no, before he died, he called up Obama and said, "Palin, you must face <laughs> Palin. <laughs> Only then will the Jedi you be." I don't do a good Yoda, but my uh, my girls laugh their ass off when I read Empire Strikes Back to them. Um, oh, and by the way, um, 
This may or may not be good parenting. I'll leave it up to you. But it's October, so it's mm-hmm. Halloween. So we've been talking yeah. about scary movies and makeup. And yeah. I showed the girls a scene from Aliens. And then... She, and then <laughs> what? Oh, just in my house, it's just like, oh, Daddy, it's Halloween. There are no such thing as ghosts. <laughs> oh, fine, Dad. Fuck you, I guess. Well, Ripley wanted to, wanted to see the, the, the character her name came from. So we showed yeah. her... Ripley, like, taping the guns together, putting the boots on, getting all tough and shit. She's going in. Oh, she's a badass. And facing the queen and um, rescuing Newt. So we had the two girls. I had my Stan Winston, like, behind the scenes fucking book there so I could open it up and be like, look, there's two guys inside this thing. It's a giant puppet. It's So we did that after. (sighs) But it's like, dad, dad, don't bother me. This is good. For two weeks, the girls acted out the scene. Oh, yeah. Ripley was Ripley with the flamethrower. <laughs> and Nova was Newt. And they acted it out. So today, I'm That's like, hilarious. okay. I'm like, okay. The aliens didn't give her nightmares. I'm going to push it a step further today. We stopped watching Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, my wife took Nova up to bed. Um, and Ripley was just sitting there with me. And I'm like, hey, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. You want to see a zombie? Oh. And she said, yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, she's three and a half. Yeah. This is where the good parenting, bad parenting may come into play. <laughs> so I skipped ahead. There's a scene. I don't, know, I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's a reveal of one of the zombies, one of the more famous ones, called the Tar Man zombie. I don't remember. He's a soldier that's been in a tank, so he's all slimy. Right. Parts of his body are rotted away. His rib cage shows. He's got bones in his fingers. His face is more like kind of like an oil slick skull yeah. with white teeth and stuff. I said, okay, now, zombies, all they want to do is eat people. So that's what he's going he's gonna to talk about because they say brains in yeah. this one. So I said, all right, here he comes. Are you, are you sure you're ready? And it's the girl, Tina, um, and, and the, the, guy, the, the guy in the zombie costume. He kind of wiggles his way out of this like really skinny like doorway yeah. and then you know moves out. And you can see the ribs and the shredded military uniform. And she like perked up. She's like, oh. I said, look, yeah, he's got a skull for a face, right? <laughs> now, the zombies in this, since he was a military guy, I'm guessing he was he was Army Corps of Engineers because they mention uh-huh. that division early on in the movie. So Tina runs up the stairs. She falls through one of them, and then she barricades herself inside a metal cabinet. And you see the zombie, um, the tar man zombie. And Ripley's watching it the whole time. I'm like, now that's just a guy wearing a costume. Like, you know, like you dress up in your Spider-Man pajamas, but that's a lot more complicated. And um, you see his hands and you can see the individual finger bones and stuff. I'm like, he's just wearing gloves because I got to simplify it a little bit with with bones on the fingers like my gloves that have skeleton bones on them. And he's got, you know, plastic to look like rib cage and everything. And he starts like hooking the chain up and stuff and because he 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 uses a winch to rip the doors off because they're smarter zombies. And um, I said, look how he moves. He's moving like his bones are all made out of jelly. And she got up off the sofa and started waving her arms around going, rawr, rawr. <laughs> And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> she is still asleep, yeah. by the way. This was tonight. She's still asleep. She's not afraid of shit. Yeah, but start worrying about their boys' shield date. <laughs> I think she's going to own them. Oh, yeah. 
because she's already pretty tall for her age. She's probably going to be my height. Yeah. And she will just wreck anybody. That's funny. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty satisfied with that. I mean, and the other thing too, there's a girl who she like strips naked yeah. in early on in the movie. So in between the two shots, there's a shot of them sitting in the, of the punks in the car and the rainwater comes in because it's got the zombie stuff in it, the trioxin. And uh, she's topless. But my daughter's girl. Yeah. She's a girl. We decided non-sexual nudity. Yeah. Who gives a shit? It's just boobs. Exactly. Or a butt or whatever. You know, they've seen both of us naked. I'm just a little more fascinating because I'm different. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want that to sound creepy or anything. <laughs> Reverend Scott, you can't use that part. Right. That's, yeah, no, that, that's not cool. <laughs> that's that's the only time I'll say that, <laughs> you know. But it's, it's you know, if if they go into art school or anything, like I was totally embarrassed. Yeah. My first life drawing class. But I shouldn't have been. You know, it was a girl or a dude just yeah. standing there naked, just not used to it because nudity was taboo. I, I don't want it. I don't want it to be like that. It's interesting. Them. I mean, like we both we're big like movie guys, you yeah. know, entertain, you know, that kind of thing. So, and my 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 kids are very, you know, they're very astute moviegoers, mm-hmm. and they pay a lot of attention to story and yep. and that kind of thing, and and they I think they watch movies differently than the way other kids do, you yeah. know, and your kids are the same way, yeah. you know? So, cause they're going to get the conversation about special effects and costumes and all that kind of stuff. Well, right? I definitely want to humanize it. So it's yeah, not, exactly. so, it's, so it's not scary. Closet. Right. Yeah. So it's, so, um, we were watching, um, Julie watched the first episode again with the kids, um, of Terra Nova. Oh, okay. Okay. And yeah, I don't know they, how I feel about that. You know, I'm going to give it a little more. Oh yeah, I mean, my kids have seen Jurassic Park, and yeah. this is—I mean, that was certainly no scarier than Jurassic Park. Oh, uh, it was—it okay. was a lot less scary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, in my opinion, Cole, you know, watching the scene when you, you saw you saw Terranova, right? With the whip tail things, the yeah. slashers. But the yeah. scene where the little girl is feeding the, oh, yeah. the dinosaur, right? Yeah. Very interesting. Coming from Cole says, "You know, mom." If there was no music at all, or if the music was a little, you know, different, uh-huh. a little deeper. Drop it into a minor instead of a, that, yeah. You know, he said, that scene would really make you think that she's in danger. Yeah. But the way the music is right now, you, you know that nothing's going to happen to her. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Because like when, when I... When, yeah, it's stuff that we know instinctively yeah. and i'm sure we knew at his age but he said it yeah which he is said, well, different because when yeah. i'm editing movies when we'll talk about movies uh, as we're layering stuff like, yeah. like you know we cut stuff away that we don't like right and then it's just like okay let's put in some let's put in some background sounds let's yep. Yep. put in some music and see how things change when you put in these different layers and right. these different right. elements so it's great to see them like pick that stuff up yep Yep. It's really it's really really interesting. I think there's 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 a lot of times where where I think horror movies would benefit from minimal music because yeah. the music gives it all away. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Video it's, games too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Although I would say I, I, the the Resident Evil 4 and 5, the music kind of it comes on when like an enemy comes on screen, yeah. it'll ramp up. 
But what I really appreciate about the games is as soon as you've killed every one of them in the immediate area, the music dies down. And then you know. So you can relax okay. a little yeah. bit. It's like, oh, God, I can do the inventory shit now and reload my weapons. Good. But every once in a while, it fucks with you and something else <laughs> jumps out. No, I just I just wanted to say because I, I, I found that very interesting. I would have been fucking terrified yeah, at that age because that's a, that's a good-looking zombie. <laughs> but... She didn't flinch. That's awesome. No, no. Hey, so, just looking at that YouTube thing. There's a yeah, picture that was of the Hank last Williams part. Jr. and Obama Hitler comments. Hank yeah. Williams Jr. can go fuck himself. That's all I'm saying. How come it's always the the Southern country guys that say I the most have, offensive I, shit? I have no idea. I, I have no idea. I don't. Wh- why? What is it with what is? Do you know? Do, what do you know? What is everybody's obsession with Hitler? Did you know? What I was going to say though, if if you just if you leave the name out yeah okay if you leave name? the name out if you leave out hitler's name right. and you describe a leader who um worked who who's whose only goal okay was for making his country strong again uh-huh. okay wanted his country to be strong wanted the the children to be educated and for people to be healthy right okay I mean, let's be honest, and I may be going out on a limb here, and I hope we get mail, people to yell at me, okay? <laughs> if Hitler hadn't, you know, started exterminating the Jews, and quite frankly, I'll be honest with you, I think that if Hitler hadn't started attacking England, okay, if he had stopped after Poland. It would have Poland, taken a lot longer. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If he had stopped at Poland and not gone any further south than Austria, mm. all right, you'd have a much bigger Germany, you'd have fewer Jews there, and he'd mm. be on postage stamps. You think so? Yeah, well, in I Germany. Do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. In Germany, he would be he would be considered like, hey, you know, not the best, but hey, you know he, what? He would be like a larger scale uh, Slobodan Milosevic. Kind of, yeah. Right? Like like we didn't really give a shit what was going on there because it didn't affect anybody it else. It was just like, all right. But, but even totally the thing, but even if you shit, and, but... And take away the Holocaust altogether, yeah. okay, and the, the invasion stuff, okay, fine. Rearming Germany was against... The uh, the whole Treaty of Versailles thing, okay. great, fine, whatever. But you know what? He had to make his country strong again, okay? And it rallied the people, and he tried to fight inflation. All right, the treaty after World War One strangled Germany. So is is the biggest is the biggest thing the biggest negative to Hitler? This is a terrible. I think conversation, it, well, definitely the, the Holocaust. Yeah, definitely is. <laughs> really? Okay, so, we're really so stating we've agreed, a lie. We've agreed, we've agreed that the Holocaust no, 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 is most, bad. The most definitely, the Holocaust is bad. Followed but, by invading England but, and but the rest you know of what, Europe. Though? He was the last guy to really take a shot at <laughs> taking over Europe. All right, he really was. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the, I, I, I honestly think that if it wasn't for the Holocaust, he would have had a really good shot. You know. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, it was also, you know, I. I'm just going to stop. No, go ahead. Because this is this because because this I'm could not, be interesting. Like um, I don't want this to parallel come off universe because like I'm, I'm like supporting Hitler or anything like that. Well, okay? say you're not. It, I'm not be okay. supporting Hitler. Okay, his you know his whole his whole what's the word I'm looking for agenda agenda. Okay, regarding you know Jews and handicapped people and oh, homosexuals and, yeah. and, and all that. Okay, totally totally fucked up. Yeah. All right and. Way it, too much like the Republican that, Party. That, but that whole, I'm just no, – I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're I'm, defeating your I, own argument know, with I, whatever your argument is. Um, but I'm just saying it's it's just like this 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 massive go-to 
oh, bad guy, Hitler, bad guy, you know, I, only because I think that Hussein is too difficult for people to say. <laughs> they can say it as long as it's followed by Obama and preceded by Barack. Yeah. But it's just this, like Hank Williams Jr. is a fucking ass clown who. Oh, Obama, Hitler. Yeah. Fuck you. Just fuck you. I, I, I'm so tired of this bullshit. You, you throw out the name. You just throw out the name Hitler. And that's like this this big fucking easy pot shot bullshit what, thing to say. Of pot, what about Pol Pot or Stalin? Yeah. They killed a shitload of people, yeah. too. Their own people as well. Yeah. So I, I just I'm just I'm just tired of the I mean like I said I've said it before I'm disappointed in Obama's first term I mm-hmm. really am okay I think that he really should have had the balls to to sort of push things through when he had Congress I was control. I was listening to um I forget who it was somebody that they wrote a book on the about the administration and leading up to like now yeah and he realized his biggest mistake was having advisors that weren't on on the same page with him and he's gotten rid of them so well too late since we don't have control of congress well i don't know i mean uh, we'll see what happens but i just i mean better than having palin and the vice president exactly but to go oh he's hitler really name one jew that obama has killed Hmm. just one okay i mean i'll get back to you that was a wing. I had to. That's a gotcha. <laughs> so, you know, Hank Williams Jr., go fuck yourself. I don't understand. You know? What was he saying? Can we, we should just, let me just. Yeah. I, rem, I I know he said something. The car market can be a noisy place. But I, I think it's totally fair that um, he lost his job Monday Night Football with the song there. Who? Uh, hold on. Oh, by ESPN. He wasn't really an ESPN employee, but they uh, removed last night before the exciting Buccaneers-Colts game that I know America was watching. They removed his, are you ready for some football? My rowdy friends are here for Monday night theme from the beginning of the show. This guy does a because good of comments story. he made on Fox and Friends, <laughs> because Fox and Friends brought him on, because when it comes to sort of uh, presidential politics... I want to know what Hank Williams Jr. has to say. So here is uh, exactly. Hank Williams Jr. on uh, Fox and Friends. And after they introduce him, they ask him, and he's sort of sitting back. He's on gruff. He's wearing his hat and his sunglasses. And they ask him where he is, and he says he's at a studio in Nashville. And then, as you'll hear, he would rather be in New York because there's something very appealing to him in New York. It's Hank Williams Jr. as a frat boy. Oh, I'm sitting here in Nashville at the... A little studio. Okay. Uh, yeah, your body language says uh, leave you alone. <laughs> uh, your hands are yeah, crossed. Whatever, you're shaking yeah. us off. Okay. Hey, since you I'd rather ju- be up there. I'd rather be there looking at Gretchen. Well, there you oh. go. Well, well, we, good we morning get to you, you too. <laughs> good morning to you too. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be up there looking at Gretchen. <laughs> First of all, congratulations to him for being He's able like a to know Gretchen Carlson from Megan yeah. Kelly. Lifelong problem for me. Now I know it's Gretchen Carlson. Who talks that way, man? Come on. You're a... Uh, I'd rather be up there looking at Gretchen. <laughs> and he I think she like was us. uncomfortable. Right? A little? Like, she's like, hey, man, I don't... I, there's a job. 
I work for a living, man. I'm a, I work with the, I, I, you know, I mean, I hate what she does, but <laughs> she's professional for crying out loud. Treat her like that. It's just, it's not the right. He's got a point. It's the right time for that, that. It's not the right time. All right. So uh, uh, he continues and she sort of gathers herself. She was very professional during this interview. All of them were. They were a little tough on him, but she's totally professional. And then she gets uh, to, she starts to ask him about sort of what he thinks of the presidential field. I'd love to pick Go your right brain ahead. about politics. Yeah. All right. So yeah. I'll start with a, an easy question. Who do you like in the GOP race? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to pick your brain about politics. Sorry. I'd like to pick your brain about politics. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, so he doesn't like anybody. Everybody's laughing. Everybody's having a good time. What could possibly go wrong? It's not like Hitler's going to enter into this conversation. I mean, oh. that would be, you know, uh, ridiculous. But first, he throws a curveball, Hank Williams Jr. does, because he brings up something that he thinks was one of the biggest political mistakes of all time. And these guys have no idea what the hell he's talking about. You remember the golf game they had, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. Remember the golf game? Banger. That was one of the biggest political mistakes ever really ever that was it that was one of the biggest political mistakes ever sort of a public show about? of an attempt at bipartisanship was one of the biggest political mistakes ever hank williams uh, jr goes on to point out that it made a lot of people very 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 angry even if they don't quite get it now after he says this uh, brian kilmeade who's the guy on the dark hair guy on the right uh, Brian Kilmeade, by the way, I liked his body language during this whole thing because he sort of was thinking, what are we doing interviewing this clown? <laughs> why, why am I talking to this guy about politics? What the is going on here? Uh, and then so he starts to be like, what are you talking about, dude? And then, uh, and, but Gretchen uh, also, they all are. They're all confused, and they ask, what the hell are you talking about? You mean when, when John over. Boehner played golf with President Obama? Oh, yeah, yeah. And Biden and Kasich, yeah. Uh-huh. What, what did you yeah. not like about it? It seems to be a really pivotal moment for you. Come on, come on. It'd be like Hitler playing golf with Netanyahu, okay? Okay. No. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on, man. So this was like uh, the golf game between the vice president, the president, the speaker of the house, governor of Ohio. It was, uh, it was like Hitler. Playing golf with uh, Netanyahu. Uh, how Hitler got into this conversation would bewildering. Be a good thing, um, though. But Fox continues to be puzzled by it. Here's where Brian Kilmeade comes in and uh, says, "Dude, I don't know what the, you're talking about." No. I so don't know. yeah, I don't, the, I don't understand the that one analogy. Made, actually, well, it's well, it's I'm glad there. you don't, brother, because a lot of people do. Well, you know, they're who? the enemy. They're the enemy. Who's the enemy? Uh, Obama. And Biden, wow. and, uh, are you kidding? The Three Stooges. That's only the two. One that <laughs> <laughs> Steve Ducey there at the end. I hate Steve Ducey, but that was good. Better day. Steve Ducey was. That's only two. The guy literally. Oh Biden and Oh Biden and Biden. The Three Stooges. <laughs> Come on, man. You know. So he apparently. And we're not. We don't have this part of the clip. But later. Uh, 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 Megyn Kelly slash Gretchen Carlson comes back and says to him, hey, this really seems to be a big deal to you. Are you suggesting that you don't think it's ever appropriate in this climate that these guys should even try any bipartisanship? She asks him even a real question. And, and he says, no, no, 
<laughs> oh, and later he talks about how he, he indicates he'd sort of like Sarah Palin to be in the race. He supported Sarah Palin before. Of course. I, I mean, She's I don't know. I, mean, I can't decide which part I like best. I mean, probably Obama is the best, but I love the, oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. You know what gets me, the, though? the biggest like, political mistake ever. Makes me wonder, because my mom used to listen to Hank Williams' music a lot. Junior or senior? Senior. Okay. Right? My, my mother was a big country western fan. Yeah. Right? And it makes me wonder, like, what she would say about this douchebag. Yeah. Well, it probably, um, like, what the first comment underneath here says. Who the fuck is Hank Williams Jr.? I know, huh? It's like, you know, but, 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 I, it's like I, I kind of sort of like Ted Nugent's music, but fuck him. What's crazy, though, is, you know what, whenever someone like, you know, Alec Baldwin or Sean... <laughs> Penn, no, especially Sean Penn. Sean Penn Who's or the, Susan Sarandon and, and Tim the Robbins other, Tim and all Robbins, that. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. they, they they get out there and they talk about politics. It's like, you know what, actors, just sit down and shut the fuck up, okay? Mm. Hank Williams comes out and they, you know, the fucking Republicans are just like, oh, he's just a down-home boy. Fuck him. He's just another he dumbass. Doesn't, he doesn't know shit about politics. He he's just a The other ones? and, and Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm maybe playing you know, sides here. But, who knows what they, but, but you know what it is? It's like, you can't trot out one and say, yeah, it's okay for him. Oh, to no, say, you can if you're on Fox because you know, that's fair and balanced. Oh, this because is it's, it's can't fair stand it. to the news they wish to And that's present. the thing. It's, it, it goes back to what I was saying before. None of, <clears throat> none of it matters. None of I it know, matters. I know, but before, we, before you get into your cranky old no, man, get off my I'm lawn act. That, you know, even, Let's, if, even if you're on your my lawn, it doesn't fucking matter. It'll grow back. So Fox being fair and balanced, I, I found this this other clip. This has been circulating around a little bit. This is an unaired interview. Okay. From uh, the uh, Occupy Wall Street. Let's take a listen to this. this is, it's less than three minutes, but they Might will, be interesting. they'll never show it. So Ray, your, your partner here, colleague. Comrade. Seen, she got, uh, you know, seen the, the protest in Greece and Europe elsewhere. Now, now before he starts that? talking, okay, he's he's wearing a, a like a Civil War cap. Yeah. Right? And a, and, a, and a gray shirt. And he looks average. Like all yeah. around average, doesn't he? Yeah, just a dude. Do you expect anything spectacular from this guy at all? Not really. I mean, the hat. Makes me think a little bit, but who knows? Are you hoping to incite, you know, certainly what was a lot of attention, if not uh, police activity? I know over the weekend there was over 100 arrests, and you guys got things fired up. Are you taking your cues from the international movement? And how do you want to see this? In? What do you, what do you, if you could have it in in a perfect way, how would it be? Well, I don't know. It's really difficult to kind of answer questions leading to those conclusions. I'd say that we didn't take our cue off of anybody, really. It became a more spontaneous movement. As far as seeing this end, I wouldn't like to see it end. I'd like to see the conversation continue. This is what we should have been talking about after 2008 when the economy collapsed. We basically patched a hole on the tire and said, yeah, let the car keep rolling. Unfortunately, it's fun to talk to the uh, propaganda machine in the media, especially conservative leading that were such as yourself. Because we find that we can't get conversations on the Department of Justice's ongoing investigation of News Corporation, for which you are an employee. But we can certainly ask questions like, you know, why are the poor engaging in class warfare? Now, after 30 years of having our living standards decrease while the wealthiest 1% have had it better than ever, I think it's time for maybe, I don't know, some participation in our democracy that isn't funded by news cameras 
Hey, gentlemen, such as yourself. Okay, but let me give you this challenge, Jesse. Sure. We're here giving you an opportunity on the, uh, on the record with Credit Ancestry to put any message you want out there, give you fair coverage, and I'm not going to in any way That's awesome. be biased about it. So there is an exception to the case because you wouldn't be able to get your message out without us, yes? No, certainly. I mean, take for instance when Glenn Beck was doing his protest and he called the president a person who hates white people and white culture. That was a low moment in American's history, and you guys kind of had a big part in it. So I'm glad to see you coming around and kind of paying attention with the other 99% of Americans are paying attention to, as opposed to the far right fringe who would love to just destroy the middle class entirely. All right, fair enough. You have a, a voice and an important reason to, to criticize myself, my company, and anyone else. But let me ask you this. In fairness, does this administration, or President Obama, have any criticism as to the, the financial situation in the countries in there? I think myself, uh, as well as many other people, would like to see a little bit more economic justice or social justice, Jesus stuff, as far as feeding the poor, health care for the sick. You know, I find it really entertaining that people like to hold the Bill of Rights up while they're screaming at gay soldiers. But they just can't wrap their heads around the idea that a for-profit healthcare system doesn't work. So let's just look at it like this. If we want the president to do more, let's talk to him on a level that actually reaches people. Instead of asking for his birth certificate and wasting time with total nonsense like cilantro. That was awesome. I He had adrenaline coursing through him. I think that's why he was talking so fast. Oh, yeah. No, but the thing is, though, he was perfectly, he was he was coherent. He, he didn't and, say um or yeah, like or anything. He or motherfucker. knew what he wanted to say. All right. Yeah. I probably would not yeah. have been that composed. No. He has a Facebook page. Yeah? I, I Yeah. I liked it. Cause cool. What's the dude's name? I forget. Uh. <laughs> um, because this, it was a couple days ago that yeah, I saw no, it. Yeah, no, cool. Um, Good for him. But again, yeah, you'll ne- it'll never get on the air. Oh no, no, they they will not. Jesse Lagrecia, Lagreca, yeah, from where? Uh, it just is from Occupy Wall Street. Uh. Um, he's listed on Facebook as public figure. His last <laughs> name is spelled L A, capital G R E C A. Good for him. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that's that. So far, I'm trying to be fair. So far, I haven't seen anything like that guy from the Tea Party. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> uh, all right. We're at 146 here without breaks put in. Okay. Um, any anything else you wanna you wanna do, or do you wanna do a break and come back and do uh do the the little bit of feedback? Yeah, let's do feedback. Okay. We'll come back do feedback. Okay. Let me um let me stop this so I can insert a break later. Invincible I find myself 
friends. It's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film, every zombie film. And it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Mail Order Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the, the cutting edge of, of reviewing zombie movies. And if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, or your damn mother-in-law's a zombie, tune into Mail Order Zombie, baby. You'll find out what's going on. Ken Forey, and that's out. Are you serious? Podcast best of Know him life for 35. You'll need a hero. Chinstroke of us is Pensa. Family movie night. Bloody good horror. Skills on film radio. Night of the Living Podcast. Mail order zombie. Outside the cinema. Popcorn mafia. Perhaps you'd be interested in Gleecast. First time caller podcast. Showshow.podomatic.com. The David Pakman Show. gentle listeners i'm fozzy bear there are a lot of podcasts out there and it's impossible to listen to them all that's where the podcast podcast comes in on the podcast podcast we have very special guests from some of the best shows on itunes covering everything from movies to television to literature to pop culture and politics on the podcast podcast you can listen to these guests and decide if you should check out their show or keep on moving find us in the itunes store by searching for me fozzy bear that's f-o-z-z-i-e-b-a-r-e Please take this moment Try if you can to make it last Don't think about no future And just forget about the past And make it So. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was just. Uh... Anyway, I posted on my Facebook page um, a a picture of Godzilla. Yes, from the new Godzilla movie that I I think the guy's name is Gareth Edwards. I I might be wrong. I'm probably wrong. He directed the movie Monsters. That was a, a low budget sci fi. Um, like really, I I thought it was uh, very well made for the the amount of money he had. Yeah. So they gave him Godzilla. As his next project, and it looks awesome. He's gonna go guy in a rubber suit for it, which honestly, that's the only way to go. Yeah, you really do. And all all they did was update him a little bit. He's a little more spiky. He's a darker green. He's a little more lizard skin looking. I'm very excited. So, um, did that give you enough time to call up the email? Yes, it did. Okay, good. Well done. <laughs> what do you? All got? right. Um, hi Frank and Chris, and this is from Ian. Hmm. Uh, hi, Frank and Chris. I just wanted to thank you for bringing up the Occupy protest on your show and not being dicks about it. 
Yeah, AAF. Let me inter- let me interrupt for a second here. AAF found the two stoned guys in the Boston rally and made fun of them for fifteen minutes this morning. Nice. Fuck those guys. It says a lot of people immediately resorted to hippie bashing. Yeah. Obviously, things escalated this weekend as 700 people f- people were arrested. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be at a solidarity protest in Baltimore tomorrow, and we'll be recording a segment. If there's enough going on that I can put it together, I want to bring some of the protesters' views to the net waves. Nice. I like that nice. word, net waves. Uh, that, would be, that would be good. Definitely yeah. be good. I saw that the Marines were coming out to New York. Really? To protect the protesters. I was very impressed. Very impressed. Well, I I don't respond to, to every email personally when they come in, but I yeah. got that one because I have them forwarded to my email account so right. I, I can keep track of what comes in and everything and all that crap, right? So I just, I'm like, dude, just, you know, be safe. I mean... Wear goggles, maybe. I didn't tell him that, but it's like it's like all right. Hey, you know, if you have anything, you know, that you want to send, if you have any audio you want us to play, send it on okay. over and uh, be safe because there's some there, there was uh, uh, some some stupid shit going on, like we were talking about last yeah. week, and more more girls got maced. It's always girls. The fuck. All right. All right. Any other feedback? Maybe. Maybe one. Bible says that lust in your heart is committing adultery. So you, you can't masturbate without lust. <laughs> Christine O'Donnell's Amazon page bombed with dildos. <laughs> hey there, Chris and Frank. Well, now that the three year anniversary is a few weeks in the past, I guess we can start focusing on the future. The 2012 presidential campaign. We gotta get our act I, together. I just yeah. wish I had time to talk about it. I really have a lot to do and a, a lot to prepare. But I'll tell you what. I'll tack on a news clip at the end that reviewed some of your statements and has a brief interview with a prominent political commentator discussing them. Terrifying. Peace and love, guys. This is U.S. News at 10 with your host, John Simmons. Hello, I'm John Simmons. Here's our U.S. News top story. The 2012 presidential debate flares up again this week with recent audio surfacing from atheist presidential candidates Chris Brickelmeyer and Frank Hauser. Here, via satellite to discuss the 2012 election, is prominent political commentator Hank Williams Jr. (laughs) Hello there, Mr. Williams. Hi there, guys. It's just me, Mr. Williams. The candidates aren't actually with me right now. Uh Uh-huh. Now, if you've been listening to our coverage of 2012 presidential elections, you've probably noticed we covered a lot of information about independent presidential candidate Reverend Scott. Yeah. And atheist (laughs) candidates Christopher Brickelmeyer and Frank Hauser. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Now, we at News at 10 want to know, Who's your favorite? Nobody. <laughs> well, I can definitely see how you might feel like that, especially after the recent audio service from Chris and Frank on health coverage for the homeless. Sometimes you have to kill a hobo. Not to mention Chris's new book. How to Fight a Woman. What was your take on that, Mr. Williams? One of the biggest <laughs> political mistakes ever. Wow. I think a lot of people agree with you. That, that turned a lot of people off. <laughs> You know, watching, uh, you know, it just didn't go over. (laughs) What about Frank's comment to women complaining he wants a government mandate forcing them to return to work only hours after having a baby? Shut the fuck up and get on with it, okay? (laughs) Come on, come on. 
When recently stopped by security at a Boston airport, Chris wasn't allowed to board the plane with what he thought were essential items. The Hello Kitty vibrator and getting off a woman's guide to masturbation. I know this is one reporter who will never try to board a plane with those items. Well, I'm glad you don't, brother, because a lot of people do. And the list just goes on and on, from Chris's stance to illegal aliens. That's easy. Shoot them. Frank talking to kindergartners about red-colored vehicle antifreeze. It's going to taste like cherry (laughs) Kool-Aid. Chris describing their political leanings. Left-leaning, pinko-commie bastards. That is true. Hank? May I call you Hank? No. Uh, Mr. Williams? Final thoughts on Chris and Frank? They're the enemy. They're the enemy. Isn't that a slight exaggeration? Not hardly. Does Reverend Scott have any better chance of winning this election? Oh, yeah. So you're officially supporting (laughs) Reverend Scott this 2012? Right now, he makes more sense than any of them. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Hank Williams Jr. is backing independent presidential candidate Reverend Scott. Yeah. This is sure shaping up to be quite a race this year. It's going to be a historic election. I know that. Thank you, Mr. Williams. Yeah. And thank you, America, for joining Joining us at News at 10. I'm John Simmons. Good night. The, the fuck is this dude? Biggest asshole on the face <laughs> of the planet. Wow. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, seriously, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> what the fuck, you douchebag? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's like we did the same thing twice oh, there. Oh, my God. I know, huh? <laughs> I just, wow. I love how he kept reusing the... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to haunt us. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Are you serious? Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, maybe next week, Reverend Scott won't be so quite so prophetic <laughs> and know what we're going to say wow. beforehand. Shit. Because that wasn't even planned. That was not even... That was awesome. <sighs> that was great. Well, you know what? Fuck Hank Williams Jr. You can have him. Yeah. You know? It's almost like he's you sabotaging his own platform. Exactly. Now. So fall on your own sword. <laughs> that sounded What crazy. are you quoting Flash Gordon now? I know, huh? Fall on your sword. Motherfucker. <laughs> All right. And it's, uh, what do you do? Do you do the email? I did so email. It's, so it's 206-338-3094. Have a great week, kids. Yeah, hopefully more stupid shit will happen before next week. I'm sure it will. Rest in peace, Steve Jobs. Yeah. You will be missed. There is more reaction flooding in from family and friends and colleagues. We turn now to ABC's Neil Karlinski in Seattle for that. Neil? Diane, I can tell you I've been speaking with Apple employees tonight, and even though they knew this day was coming, they've been simply stunned. They shared with me a statement from Steve Jobs' family. It says in part, Steve died peacefully today, surrounded by his family. In his public life, Steve was known as a visionary. In his private life, he cherished his family. And there was this from Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook. Steve, thank you for being a mentor and a friend. Thanks for showing that what you build can change the world. He changed the world indeed, Diane. 
All right, Neil, thank you. And as we know, it was certainly a beautiful and unexpected mind in so many ways. Newsweek wrote once that he was an inventor by trade, but in his heart he was a dreamer who dreamt for all of us. He didn't speak often, but here now, Steve Jobs, in his own words. I never graduated from college, and uh, this is the closest I've ever gotten to a college graduation. <laughs> I naively chose a college that was almost as expensive as Stanford, and all of my working-class parents' savings were being spent on my college tuition. So I decided to drop out and trust that it would all work out okay. When I was 17, I read a quote that went something like, if you live each day as if it was your last, someday you'll most certainly be right. I've looked in the mirror every morning and asked myself, if today were the last day of my life, would I want to do what I am about to do today? And whenever the answer has been no for too many days in a row, I know I need to change something. Remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You are already naked. There is no reason not to follow your heart. A few years ago, you gave a commemoration speech at Stanford to the graduating class. Now a few years later, in a, little, a couple years wiser, would you add anything else to that speech that you gave a couple years ago? Probably I would just turn up the volume on it because... Uh, the last few years have reminded me that life is fragile. And Steve Jobs, who saw way beyond the horizon, has died, and some of the fire in the universe has dimmed. He was 56. End of line.